listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I rock rough and stuff with my Afro pumps. I rock rough and stuff with my Afro pumps. I rock all with my bass off cause it's a must. It's the lady of rage still kicking up dust. So um, let me loosen up my bra strap. And um, let me boost her with my raw rap. Cause I'ma break it down to the nitty gritty one time. When it comes to the lyrics, I get busy with mine. Busy as a beaver, you best believe her. This grand diva's running shit with the speed of a cheetah meter. Look for cool murderer. I'm serving them like two scoops of chocolate. Check out how I rock it. I'm the one that's throwing bolos. You better roll a rollo to find out I'm the number one solo. Uh, the capital R-A. Now kick it to the G-E. I bring the things to light, but you still can't see me. I flow like the monthly. You can't grant my style. For those that tried to pump me, here's a pamphlet, child. No need to say mo. Check the flow. Rage in the back once smoke. So now you know I rock rough and stuff with my Afro pump. being a woman is great, you see. I know all the fellas out there agree with me. Not for being one, but for being with one. Because when it's time for loving, it's the woman that gets some. Strong, stepping, strutting, moving on, rhyming, cutting, and not forgetting. We are the ones to give birth to the new generation of prophets, because it's ladies first. Ooh, ladies first, ladies first. Hey, welcome to the Black Tips Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back in the house on a Sunday football day where I'm missing all the ending of the 4 o'clock games. Why? Because I love y'all so much. Yes. And guess what, baby? You're outnumbered today. I am outnumbered. Hey. I, I don't know if people have been checking, but um, throughout the month of October, except for when we went um, live on location with Shadow Dog Productions, mm-hmm. uh, I believe the boobs have outnumbered the balls all throughout Breast Awareness Month. Breast Cancer Awareness Month. <laughs> See, uh, it's subliminal, man. I got, I got all kinds of stuff going on behind the scenes. People don't understand the way I work. Thank you. But um, yeah, we've had so another edition of the show where we had a couple of lady guests mm-hmm. through Skype on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And if well, they haven't been on the show before, so people won't actually recognize their voices unless you know there's other ways that they've heard their voices and stuff. So I guess we should probably introduce them, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, um, I'll first start off with. The first voice that you heard, uh, her name was Ashanti. No jokes, please. Okay, <laughs> that is a, actually a beautiful name. It is. It's is not her fault that Ja Rule and them ruined it. Okay, I know, right? <laughs> I thought, bad rap lyrics. Yes, yes, I thought that was a great name, and 
I, I'm proud to have Ashanti on the show, and people may be more familiar with her moniker on Twitter, which is Sports and Boobs. Say what's up to everybody, Ashanti. What's up, everybody? Chilling, chilling, you know, just having a good time. Um, anyway, uh, so you, in addition to being very a very sports-oriented tweeter, you used to have Sports and Boobs, like your own website where you cover sports. And you also have boobs, which I'm assuming that's where the other part of the um, name came from. Right. But you also cook. You you also bake. Yep, I and, do. And you have your own website, sweetbeesonlinebakery.tumblr.com. All together. All together. I'll, of yeah. course, it'll be linked in the show notes. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Where people and, can come and buy, like order from mm-hmm. the site and... Um, yeah, they'll get it in timely fashion, and they'll be happy. And I have some established customers already, and some new ones I'm still trying to rope in. Now I see on here there's a recipe for red velvet waffles. Mmm. Mm. Yeah. Now, what made you come up with red velvet waffles? Were you just, uh, you know, going, you just when it had a fever dream and woke up and decided to create this monstrosity of deliciousness? <laughs> Or did yes, you just, uh, <laughs> or did you already know about this and said, I'm going to try my hand at it? Yeah, that fat concoction actually came from, uh, it was either the Food Network or some cooking show on the Travel Channel. And I just happened to, uh, stumble across it. And somebody actually tweeted about it yesterday. And that's what made me decide to put the recipe up. And I made them this morning. And, they were so good that I'm making them again tomorrow. Um, but yeah, that's it, that wasn't my uh, original idea. I just decided to uh, go ahead and test the waters, see how they came out. I did, however, have the red velvet pancakes before, which a lot of people have had. Kind of sparked my curiosity there. Mm. Cause I, I, you know, I dabble in the kitchen a little bit myself. Mm-hmm. From time to time, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and today I went in there. We're starting. To, we're starting our own campaign here called We Cook Medium. Yes. Which is to not intimidate people who are too afraid to join in on Elon James' campaign of cooking very hard. Oh, yeah, we don't cook hard. We don't cook very hard. We're no. just normal people with jobs. No, and we shit. don't go to the extreme. You know, we're not. Or Julianne cutting and all that good great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm we not cut regular right. and chop normal. <laughs> but um, it's good to eat. Yes, it's definitely an adventure um in the kitchen uh for me sometimes, but it's been coming out pretty well. Do you, now what kind of reviews do you get from folks when you put post your stuff online? Because you know I've noticed when I share, especially with Twitter, everybody becomes fucking Martha Stewart. In the yes. kitchen, whenever I send something out, it's like, it's oh, like, I would have oh, did that shit. Nigga, that bacon this way. Like too soft. Yeah, did you did you marinate that? And I'm like, come on, man, it looks delicious. Oh, it dog, great. Who cares? Would you marinate that? Answer that question. <laughs> but what what have the reviews been on your cooking? And have you found people to be a tad bit, um, you know, high strung about it? Well, I've actually not gotten too many responses, only because um, I hadn't really publish the uh, the website link until mm, I guess it was over maybe like May or so and so I guess it's getting like a slow following but generally what was happening before I even decided to uh, construct a site you know I would tweet pictures of stuff I made and I would get people you know 
saying they're salivating and can I get a slice and where's my plate and just things of that nature. But nobody ever really asked me, well, you know, how, well, no, that's not true. I did have one person ask me uh, about one of my cheesecakes as far as like, you know, did I use, um, did I use, what kind of, how much cream cheese did I use or something like that. And I don't really get too many inquiries about what I put in my stuff, just, you know, people asking, how do I get to your house? Mm. <laughs> Which is kind of <laughs> creepy, but I mean. Yeah, that is, that is a little, that is not, that is not yeah. a response I have gotten yet. So that's why I tell those people with the location finders and four scores, not right. at four square, right. four, four square, four stores, I'm sorry, four, four square. Four, four. What is the Abraham Lincoln app? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Turn that shit off that somebody might show up at your house one day. Right, I, I don't use it. I don't believe in it. Uh, oh. I got I got enough Big Brother action happening. I don't need you to know where I am. Oh, okay. I tell you. That's right. That's right. If you don't know where I am, damn it, you don't need to know. Now you also talk about uh, a tweet about sports a lot, which is actually one of the reasons I had you on the show. Um, how did you get into sports uh, growing up? Because you know it is a, a, such a male dominated. Um, Field and subject matter. Like, what, what was, what, what was it that about sports that drew you to it, and uh, you know, made you just because you tweet about it a lot. So I just wonder what got you into it. Um, hmm. Well, it actually started when, um, and this is gonna sound real. Somebody might call like child services on me, even though I'm like in my thirties oh, no. now. But uh, it started out part. by beating up little kids, huh? No, <laughs> not, not anymore. But, um, <laughs> No, it actually started with me uh, watching football games with my father when I was, I guess, maybe like two, year and a half, something like that. But I also would partake of his cognac while watching these games. So, oh, okay. uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, it basically started with that. Then um, I was like stalking my brother, and he was a Dallas Cowboys fan. I didn't know anything about the Cowboys at the time, but I would always wear his stuff. But I'd say maybe at like 10, I started paying more attention to like football games. And then from football, I got into um, baseball. And after that, I actually took a very odd turn for black kids going into extreme sports um, with uh, with uh, skateboarding then I learned um, how to surf got scuba certified uh, in college and um, I just really over the past 10 years or so started getting into hockey so it's kind of like stuff just kind of developed over time but um, I probably would have to say my first love was football Okay, yeah. Well, hockey seems like an interesting sport to get into because I yeah definitely hard to get into as a black person because you know oh, there's yeah. not a lot of us out there. Um, and I'm not gonna front. I am motivated sometimes by race, and I will be like, oh shit, this dude is good. And I mean, that's why I started watching golf was because it's like, oh shit, that dude looks black. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, yeah, same thing with tennis. Now the other person we the, the other person we have. Uh, is uh, I'm well. She goes by is NFL Good Witch on Twitter. Um, but I knew her before she changed her name to that, and it was just uh, Jay Dan. Um, what's up, Jay Dan? Hello. What makes, 
What made you change your name to NFL Goodwill? I just figured I was spreading positivity and light, although some people may disagree with that. But uh, so I just decided to say, okay, I'll be I'll be the good witch. Now, who are these people that would dare disagree with you? <laughs> That's what I would like to know. I, I have no idea. But, you know, I, I rub people the wrong way sometimes. Uh, you know, what can I do? Now, um, what got me interested in talking to you? Um, because this is something it, it's been on my uh, mind for a, a long time, man. Because, you know, I'm into sports, but I wouldn't say that I'm a diehard sports person. Um unlike most you know a lot of dudes uh that i that are cool with me and whatnot um and 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 i've noticed uh over over the years like it's kind of it's it's very misogynistic and not just on this on the field but off the field too and i saw that you put up this uh blog post about a fellow uh blogger who was a male attacking you on the basis of your sexuality um and and i and i and i thought that it was just a very uh introspective read just because of your thoughts on it and how i imagine that that kind of shit must happen um to women all the time in this field just because it's male dominated and chauvinism is almost encouraged to a certain extent um and i I just thought that piece was so well written um i'm not even gonna say the dude's name i mean because i don't want to give him publicity uh if you want to you can though i'm not trying to censor you or anything i really don't give a fuck uh, about that dude one way or the other um, but, but um, I had unfollowed that dude a long time ago because of you know, similar gripes that I had with him I just didn't say anything to him um, but I, I wanted to ask you uh, um, I, first of all how did the player perspective get started? oh gosh well I think well what happened is I have been into football for a long time but um you know when i'm reading about football i don't always see all the kinds of stories and angles covered that i would personally like to see and so i tweeted one day last season i was like i wish i had a football blog and then a couple people responded to me and said well what's stopping you i was like oh that's a that's a good that's a good question nothing's really stopping me um i already had a media blog that i was running um, so I decided, okay, well, I can play around with the football blog and just see what happens. And then it just kind of ended up taking off and actually became more popular than the other blog that I was running. So it's been a year. Like October 10th was my blog anniversary or, or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Congratulations. Thank you. They always say like the year mark is, is when you find out if it's going somewhere or whatever. So it looks like, you know, it looks like I'm going to keep up with it. I've been having a lot of fun. Now, and if people heard typing in the background, I would assume that is because you are busy working, working the keys, because this is actually a work day for you right now, because the NFL is going on, and you still took out time to be on our show, which I, I really do appreciate. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. But yeah, yeah, it is a work day for me. I usually try to get my blogs up for the next day around 9 or 10 o'clock at night. Um, I don't do recaps and stuff like that. I'm not ESPN, but in terms of the, I try to cover whatever trends I notice, whatever patterns I notice. So I'll try to get that up for tomorrow. But yeah, I wanted to, you know, show you guys some love. Well, we appreciate it. And we of do. course, I also appreciate Ashanti because she had to stop drinking at the bar and come hang out with us, which <laughs> honestly is even harder than not working. You it's know what I mean? All. No, those plans actually fell through. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so we, okay. So you, so you might, if, if things would have went to plan, you might have showed up drunk to the podcast, if at all. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't show up. I am a responsible person, damn it. <laughs> that drinks cognac when she's like ten. Hey, I haven't touched it since I was a baby, so 
<laughs> I, I learned. I learned. Hey, don't don't feel bad. Uh, when I was small, uh, my uncles used to uh, do the same thing. They did it with beer with me and my cousins mm-hmm. when they was watching Spade. I mean, playing Spade. Well, you're a grown woman, Karen, and I don't think you've ever had cognac, so you don't understand how much different that is than beer. Oh, that's what I would bad. say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my bad. I'm sorry. Cognac is the grown folk strength. My bad. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. You know, yeah. I didn't know that at two and a half. You know, yes. <laughs> trying to put, <laughs> trying to put hairs on my chest, and I was only a baby. What? No. no. I just like that you said I've never. I haven't touched it since I was a kid. I like that. I don't think I've ever heard that about any alcohol before. I have. Like, oh, I don't fuck with cognac. I was ten. Uh-uh. No, there's just something, <laughs> something I can't do, and brown liquor is one of them. No. Now, um, now you you used to run your um sports blog uh pretty frequently. Was there anything that made you kind of get away from that? Was it just too much work, Ashanti, or were were there any outside factors that made you be like, "Fuck this, I'm I'm going back to I'm about to go bake, make some monstrosities." I actually had a couple of things kind of getting away over the past year, but um because I'm actually in the process of moving back to New York now. I have a little bit of time, but um, once you take that year off, it's like, where do I take up from? Because <laughs> I was, you know, doing it at a more frequent pace since about 2009. And like, um, like Jaden, she had her, I didn't know what to call it, either like a blogiversary or whatever. I had mine um, last year, and my two-year mark just passed in September, and I couldn't celebrate it because I'm not updating. So it's like, in a way, as a writer, I'm kind of stuck because there's stories I could be talking about, and I know there's one in particular I really, really should be focusing on, but I'm letting a lot of outside things kind of get in the way and that is really kind of a personal thing that I need to get over and I'm not let's just call it uh not being lazy but uh oh man why am I blanking well fine let's just call it lazy um, <laughs> I mean I'm trying I can't speak of the words that the other adjective to describe it but yes let's just call it being very brain lazy um brain but, lazy yes I've experienced that before yes and I'm you know letting all these other like outside aspects of life deter me from you know keeping it uh updated but it's like I'm kind of stopping myself and I'm trying to get over that right now but uh well, I was I do um, have I was stored now now I would ask uh, Jay, Jessica. Yeah. What now? What advice would you give to somebody who is being brain lazy right now, <laughs> and they need to get back on the, the blogging treadmill so they can start churning this out? Because I would imagine if you love something and you love writing about it, it's kind of like riding a bike. Like you, you know, you just start writing again, and, and it just 
you know, starts coming out and then you want to keep doing it. What, what do you think, Jessica? You know, a lot of people ask me that. Like, I get a lot of DMs from other sports bloggers like, how, you know, what are you doing on your blog or why do you think I'm not, you know, whatever. They just want advice. Like, they want advice on traffic or what they should be blogging about or whatever. And uh, I always say the same thing. One, don't overwhelm yourself. You're not ESPN. You're not SB Nation. You don't have those resources. Like, you're not a staff-run team. You know, you're only one person, so don't try to cover every single thing that comes out. Like, everybody doing all the picks, and it takes a while to, like, do something as, as simple as picks. Like, that can take a couple hours. And if you think about, oh, I have to do this pick post, but I don't have two hours. It's like, well, don't do a pick post if you don't have two hours. You know, do something else. Don't commit yourself to doing things that sites with far better resources than you have. And the second thing is to remember why you started blogging in the first place. What were you trying to accomplish with the blog? Don't get away from that. Because you really need a voice, especially if you're not like a news or a gossip blog. You really, really need a voice. Like gossip and news sells itself. All those bloggers have to do is post often. But if you're doing commentary, you have to you have to have some something that draws people in to come back. Now, what if? And it's just my you know a random idea off the top of my head. What if Ashanti started giving people red velvet waffles? for reading the blog <laughs> just think about it combine both of your right. passions I would read right. that shit that's I agree can I? that's a good idea for every reader <laughs> can I have a football cake made out of red river waffles <laughs> <laughs> why not I think once out of, I, I mean you don't have to give it to every reader but you know you give like one away a month. I would just do it for the chance to possibly get me some free red velvet cake I'm uh, just red velvet pancake damn it I don't yeah, care people just, love I'm, giveaways yeah they love giveaways I'm solution oriented, you know, yes, sir. helping people out. Now, um, all right. So, uh, I'm sorry. Did you say something, Shanti? Go yeah, ahead. I said I got to think about that one. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't hey, just <laughs> don't forget this. Don't forget where you got that idea. Whenever. Uh, you make oh it yeah. Good. Oh yeah. I'm gonna give you a copyright for that one. Now, I want to talk about women in sports, um, in general, um, because and more in sports coverage, because really on the field is kind of a different endeavor, yeah, but covering sports. And um, a lot of the, you know, misogynistic um, lay of the land that we have right now. I've just wondered about um, different challenges that you might face, and even as a fan, and even as just someone who comments on sports. If it, you know, what is it actually like out there for women who are trying to, you know, uh, speak about it? Um, especially the NFL, because I think the NFL might promote the most, like, I'm a, I'm a man type of atmosphere <laughs> right. of all the yeah. sports. Like, it's, it's the most, like, get in there and make me a drink. You know? yeah. So, like, uh, when I, like, I was, I was watching uh, Red, NFL Red Zone, mm-hmm. as I do, and as Karen does mm-hmm. every Sunday. Um, and one thing I've always noticed, and it, it, it sticks out to me, I don't know if it sticks out to everyone, but that I've, I don't think I've ever heard a woman announcer in the NFL uh, boo, ever? No, no. Nope. There's never been, never happened, ever, ever been. They've always have been um, on uh, the sideline, and they always got their freezing their asses off. Yep. And, I, and, and and I think this is just from my personal uh, perspective, just watching the sports. A lot of times, uh, women are underestimated. Most women in any type of sport platform that does any type of announcing knows the game. And a lot of times she has to know it twice as much, twice as well, and she has to be a lot more educated on what she knows. Right. And so the women out there know the game, and I guess to me as a woman, it upsets me when they have these beautiful women out there with 
all this intelligence asking some of the stupidest, dumbest ass questions that if you know anything about football, you already know the answer to. It's not even the beautiful women for me. I mean, it's like the women that even aren't that attractive. Because, <laughs> like, she had to know something to get there. She yes, couldn't she just did. be like, I'm fine as shit. No, Give me a mic. Like, so she had a brain at yes. some point, and they were like, Okay, here you. Here's what you can do, honey. Uh, freshen up this scotch, and then why don't you go out there on the field in the cold and tell me about, talk to the coach about why he has the lead at halftime. Yes, and this but, is something to me. This is something to their intelligence. All right, but we have a couple guests here, and I would like to get your opinion on it. Yes, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll start with no. It's fine. It's fine. I'll start with uh, Jay Dan first. Um, what do you think about you know just the state of women, is specifically in the NFL announcing game? Well. When it comes to any kind of sideline reporting, nobody really brings anything to the game. I mean, what if you look at the NBA, what does Craig Sager really become, really bring to a game besides those suits? You know, what did Jim Gray bring to a game besides offensive questions? I mean, sideline reporters really are to give you a feel of interactivity that is really kind of false. Um, you know, of course, sometimes they give you injury updates and things like that, but really it's not. They're not bringing that much. And that's the thing with hiring women is that they hire them in a position where they're not expected to bring much to the table. And some of the women do, really do know sports, and some of them are women that they saw, like they saw were models and stuff like that, and they get those reporting jobs. They're not all women who are, you know, work their way up specifically in sports. It really depends on the situation. But I just hate to hear people say, oh, well, they have these women sideline reporters and they're not bringing anything to the table, so why should they announce? Well, they weren't hired to bring anything into the table for, you know, for sideline reporting. So that has nothing to do with the announcing part of it. But I would love to see a woman in the booth. Would lo- I mean, I wish they would try someone out. I love um, hearing, what's her name, Doris, who's doing it for the NBA now. And that took a while you know, to have a woman doing any kind of play-by-play. So I'd love to see that in the NFL. I, I think people would be a little a little upset for a little while. I mean, they're already upset that the NFL is talking about getting female referees. So I don't know how they're going to react to having someone in the booth. Yeah, it's also funny, too, because um, specifically with the sideline reporters, I mean, what do guys expect? Because uh, it's not like Aaron Andrews can just start breaking down the fucking play when they're asking her, like, hey, why don't you tell us about the weather? She can't just, like, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck that. Um, look, I've noticed that Tyrese's blitz is not effective. Like, that's that's not what she, she can't do. That that's she has to be running his route. Right. Like She's it. doing yeah. what she was hired to do. So, to me, criticizing somebody for doing something that they haven't been asked to do, aren't expected to do, would be fired if they started doing. It's just silly. Yeah. Now, what about you, uh, Ashanti? What do you think about it? Um. Hmm. I mean. Would you really want to see a woman up against, say, Chris Collinsworth? She'd win, but, um, I mean, in terms of, you know, what, say, if we use the NFL as an example, what they expect from, you know, women in the booth or on the field or anything of that aspect, it's, their expectations are low. They've been low for years. Um, you don't even really see too many, uh, too many women in more higher positions within the league. And if you do, it's, it's not really hidden, but it's not that vocal. So I don't, I mean, when I heard about, uh, the possibility of them including, uh, 
female referees, it kind of threw me a bit because I was like, really? Okay. That may or may not work. Uh, I, I mean, I see what they're going for in terms of equality, but that's just another issue for them to have to deal with in the long run because, again, they're going to, you know, wonder, well, is she going to know what she's doing once she's out there? Is she going to panic? She's going to be like, oh, God, these guys are huge. What am I going to do? Um, so would you rather not even deal with that? Like, to, because it's definitely a hurdle that would have to be got, that I think we would have to get over. Right. Um, if it's possible to get over. Um, right. but, you know, also at the same time, I feel like we'll never know if we don't at least try. Well, you know, so I, I wonder how, how do you feel about that? Cause I, I've noticed in the NBA, Violet Palmer, who is a female uh, referee, she gets shit to this day. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's been years. Yeah. And people ain't never gonna let that shit go. It doesn't matter what call she makes. It's the woman making the call. Exactly. And there's some dudes that are coming out of the house trying to live their fantasy of a woman free world <laughs> by watching sports. And, and this shit is fucking up their fantasy, man. Like, what? She still can tell me what to do? Right. So, um, what, do you worry about that hurdle? Um, I do a bit. Cause I mean, like, on an average, you know, week with you know Sunday and Monday games um, your typical fan is looking for you know some type of introspective uh, you know conversations from any of the myriad of uh, color commentators that they do have so to throw a woman into the mix I think that they would probably do that to bring in more female fans if anything. And I know they started that with the inclusion of uh, the women's clothing line for the league. And now they're, you know, getting a pretty good idea as to what their numbers look like with female fans. So if they were to include, you know, more women in the booths, um, I, offhand, I would support it, but I would still be a little leery and in terms of, you know, how she's treated on the other side of the camera. And then, of course, there's always a threat of sexual harassment lawsuits because, you know, most of those guys are old and can't keep their hands themselves and they are <laughs> of a different mindset from, you know, times before. Um, yeah, that's a good point because there's not even that many women there now. And we still occasionally hear about some ESPN dude getting straight up fired because he can't keep his hands off women. You're like, what? Where'd you find them? You know what I mean? Like, she was doing my makeup. I had to. I, had to. I saw titties. It's not my fault. Um, now, Jessica, um, what do you think about that hurdle that, um, you know, because obviously uh, I kind of feel like it would be like black people in Obama, how sometimes uh, we're proud that he made it there, but then there's also this, like, well, let's see how these white people treat them. <laughs> so, like, what do you think about it? Um, for the referees or the announcers, or both? For um, both. Well, for the referees, I think that I think that that part will be fine. I mean, NFL refs don't get that much face time. You know, they have more review rules now, so I just don't see that part as a big deal. In terms of the guy's size, most of the referees aren't big anyway, so I don't see that as a huge issue either. I think they probably go more unnoticed than than the um the NBA refs because they just get so much face time on TV and just refereeing in the NBA has been poor for a while so they're going to get looked at 
for the announcing part, I agree with Ashanti when she says you worry a little bit about how they be treated. They'll be treated off camera. If you remember when like Tony Kornheiser came to Monday Night Football, and Terrico was not pleased. <laughs> And Kornheiser yeah. obviously admitted that he admitted that he didn't really know football that well. So that was the first problem. But, you know, you can be frozen out and it looks like you didn't do a good job when really you just weren't accepted. So I think they have to put her in the right situation. Now, Marv Albert just started announcing and they're put doing some small games. I think their first game was like the Chiefs and the, the Bills or something like that. Something nobody watched. You know, they started out slow like that and, and let it let it work its way up. I think it'll be okay, but you just never know about the, the on the off camera part of it. It's always difficult. I always think also, um, generally I think people in general are stupid. So like a lot of times the job that they have to do is talk down to stupid people, which whenever you're talking to a stupid person, if you guys have ever experienced this, you kinda look stupid too. And at very least, at the very least, you look condescending because, like, there's no way to explain some of the simple shit that they have the sideline reporters explain without lo- either looking stupid or feeling like you're talking to someone like they are stupid. Because it's oh well, it's rainy and that means the ball gets slick. And then they have like some dude like holding the ball and they're like you can see that even these NFL balls they get pretty slick pretty fast and they're gonna wipe them down in between uh, plays and you start with the fresh ball each time and you're just like yeah okay um you either are amazed by this because you have to sound like you're amazed so you're either doing a great job and you sound amazed or you just sound like you're condescending because I'm smart and I already know that they probably need to draw the ball off once in a while. So it's, it's such a tough job, I think. And even in the booth, it's a tough job because it, it, you don't want the uh, woman to go in there and have to try too hard. True. And end up coming up like Dennis Miller, where you're just like, oh, okay, <laughs> oh, we get it. No, he was terrible. But there is a lot of time to fill when you're in the booth or doing any kind of announcing. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, exactly. And, and, and the thing is, like, uh, I think guys, guys uh, in general just aren't fucking ready and to hear a woman in the booth because they're so threatened man yeah. they, they like they really run like I tell people I told people on the show a couple weeks ago sports is some people's Star Wars and yeah. what I mean by that is it is a fantasy place that they just go to not think about shit yeah, and right. they don't want to think about women's Nothing. issues they don't like it. yeah you know and my thing and this is just uh, me it's like like right to say for a lot of men especially it's the getaway you know, in our country, it has been tradition just for sports across the board. This is guy time. I go to the bars. I get drunk. Right. I spend time with my son. I spend time with the meals of my family. Women go cook, get out the kitchen. I don't want to be nagging me. And in our country, that's kind of the pastime of it. So, you know, in their minds, not all. You know, they're like, breast, who gives a damn about breast cast them up? Let's go, first and ten. You know, <laughs> they don't give a shit. You know, I'm just keeping it real. They even don't want to hear about it. Yes. Even in the commercials, like, women are so often there for just eye candy. That's it. It's like, That's we're it. here at the game, and we're going to drink some beer. Don't drink Bud Light. That'll make you a bitch. You got to drink Miller Light or whatever the fuck. And then it's just like some chick comes up. It's like, titties, yay, beer. Yes. Football. And that's as far as it goes. Make some more buffalo chicken dip, bitch. That's yeah. all the people. You know, and that's sad, but in our country, that's kind of the male philosophy of it. And I guess for me, uh, personally, to kind of comment on some of the things that uh, Roger was saying, uh, women have always been a huge part of sports. 
Uh, we may have we may be a smaller percentage than men, mm-hmm. but the women that are really into sports are really into sports. Right. right. And they're huge fans too. And I think because of the technology and them being able to track us more and market us more, uh, market to us better through Twitter and Facebook and all these social medias, you know, for the first time ever, I've seen a commercial where the commercial where women are like throwing the jerseys back and all right. of a sudden it's this slick jersey. Why? Because women also go to the bars now. Right. Women also know what a first and ten. I found out what a flea flicker was today, so I'm educating myself too. Um, and I feel as though they know the market is out there and I feel as though uh, women do have a struggle and they do have things that they must accomplish as far as trying to do an even platform and just me personally too I also think that for a lot of males I my biggest reason why I think a lot of women uh, may never, I hope they do but my thing is that they're like you've never played the sport but there are men announcers that have never played sports. Yeah, Tony Kornheiser, uh, uh, Dennis Miller, to just name a couple. But I also think that for a lot of dudes, that's going to be a biggest hitch for them, even though they're yeah. men, they can do the same thing now. Well, see, I don't think it'll be the biggest hang-up. I, what I think is it'll be the excuse they use to avoid their actual hang-up, which is I'm threatened by a woman talking about the shit I love. I don't... Okay. I'm, coming, I'm running away from women. Okay, to get to and, this. And, and and I guess I could see them throwing that up. Yeah, the they'll throw a lot of stuff. Oh, she like like uh, Ashanti said. That I think there's guys that can't wait to be like, well, she'll be intimidated when Ray Lewis walks up to her. Like, yeah, so now she's gonna fucking like not throw a flag when she should have because Ray Lewis will beat her up on national television. Right. <laughs> no, okay, that's, that's gonna happen. Yes, you know, but that's the excuse guys are gonna use. And and the thing is that. In order to be a ref, period, you have to have a, have a certain type of mentality, especially in professional sports. So it's not they're going to pick a pussy woman or they're going to pick a woman. Oh, I'm on my period. I got cramps. I can't play the yeah, game. Yeah. That shit is not going to happen. <laughs> it's going to be a strong woman who say, fuck you, nigga. First and ten. Exactly. Go on down the field. Get out yeah. my face. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be a woman that has a certain type of personality. I mean, if that's the case, they would not be women police officers, women firefighters. So this... This bullshit that women are not strong when it comes to it. I, I, you know, I guess me personally, I don't want to hear that. Okay. Well, I have another question for the table, mm-hmm. as you will. Um. All right. So, what about? And because I, I noticed this happens with black people a lot. Like we have a universal kind of we're in this group, but we're not in this group. You know what I mean? Like when the, you walk down the street, you see a black person do something extra crazy, and you go, "Damn, white people gonna know." And they're going to associate that brother with me and they ain't got shit to do with me. But they don't know they ain't got shit to do with me. Blah, blah, blah. So for women sports fans, do you ever get sick of the fake ass woman sports fan? Um, and, and you know, the like, I'm actually, I'm just cute and I really want to go to the to the bar to meet a dude. But I'm going to pretend to like, I don't know who's good this year. The Patriots. And, and then, like, they'll roll up and pretend to like football just for the camaraderie of it. But guys will associate that with women are just stupid and don't know sports. Um, we actually went to Target this morning, and this lady told us that her favorite team, just who our favorite team was. I told her the Eagles. I've been an Eagles. I've been an Eagles fan since Randall Cunningham. Yes, and mine is um, the Panthers, and I've been the Panthers uh, fan since '93. Okay, so we told her that, and then she goes, "Well, I'm a Patriots fan because my son was born when I was 15, and um, I, my boyfriend at the time he was from." Um, you know, uh, New England, and we lived there, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. 
And then she was like, and I'm also a Packers fan because I like Aaron Rodgers and that and that to me I was like, see, that's the part you can't say. No. You know what I mean? Because it that's why guys will jump on that whole like, see women, blah blah blah. Meanwhile there's plenty of guys that do that shit, but I just wonder how do you guys feel as female fans and um who did I start with first last time? Jay Dan? Yeah. Alright, I'll start with the Shanti first this time. What do you think about that whole stereotypical like female fans? the ditzy ones and does that make you you know do you feel bad do you feel any type of way about that shit well not to jump off topic but did she really just admit to liking two teams yes mm-hmm. she did I was uh, what in the fuck yeah, is going I, on there what's what's I'm sorry what no no and the thing is you're like, not is human that, like I'm not even trying to be like it's not even a sexist thing no. if that was a dude I would have given him the same like end of conversation face that I gave her because it was really like, uh, this is the end of this conversation. You're not actually a fan of anything right. in life. But, right. <laughs> but, but, but to be quite honest, to be quite honest, secretly, I, like, I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. I live here. Um, I was rooting for, uh, I, uh, Cam Newton last year, uh, with all the media being against him. So I love me some Cam Newton right now. Okay. And if, and if, when it comes to watching a Panthers game, I'm pulling for the Panthers more than against them. So I would say down low secretly somehow I am partially Panthers fan, but I would never admit that shit out loud. You can't be telling people. Yeah. They say, who are you a fan of? The Eagles. That's the end yeah. of the answer. Yeah. And I don't get to say and Cam Newton because, you know, <laughs> no. Auburn and shit. I don't get to say and, that. It don't work like that. And for me, like I said, I'm a Panthers fan. Being a Panthers fan for a very, very long time. And I know for me... Um, Roger is an Eagles fan, and I know I love me some Donovan McNabb when he was there, and I love me some Michael Vick. So, yeah, on Twitter, I look at what it is called a, um, a schizophrenic because I'm like, go Panthers, go Eagles, go Panthers, go Eagles. You know? Yeah, so you're one of those fans that we're talking about. Just I, embarrassing I, to everybody. I, I, now, I, 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 See. So okay, so JJ, what about what about you? What you what do you feel about that? Well, I'm a Falcons and an Eagles fan. In fact, I have on my matching Eagles and Falcons charm bracelets right now, wow. which gave them good luck today. Um, <laughs> I've liked both of them since Randall Cunningham and Jamal Anderson because I thought they were cute, and I was like, they're gonna be my team. And then you know, after they left, well, Randall Cunningham left the the same year that I started liking him. And then I just figured I was just stuck with the Eagles at that point. I just didn't even care. And then, yeah, um, same thing for me. I thought Randall Cunningham was cute. Right. Um, and he <laughs> took off his helmet, and I was like, this nigga brushes his hair with a brick. You got to go, bro. <laughs> 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 Well, like, I was a big tomboy, so my cousin was really into Randall Cunningham, and he had the poster on his, um, he had the poster on his wall, and I saw him, and I was like, who is he? And he's like, Randall Cunningham. I was like, oh, he's cute. And I was, you know, like, 13 or 12, I think, at that time. So anyway, um, but yeah, that's how I started liking both teams, and I just, I just stuck with them after I thought they were cute. So what do you think about that whole stereotype of the ditzy female sports fan? Um, um, and I'll go, I'll go back to Shanti okay. first, so it sounds like she wanted to yeah, say something. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I did switch topics there. Um, it's, it's annoying. I'm just going to flat out say it's annoying. And to anybody listening to this show and you're offended by it, I do not give a fuck. Meet me in the street because you're fake and I do not appreciate that shit. So, uh, with that said, um, yeah, I don't like that. That's, that's some otherworldly, like, Darth Vader shit. Just own up what yeah. you like don't fake for other people because 
you're fighting for yourself. That's just ridiculous. Just be you. Don't be somebody else. It's very annoying. It's annoying. It's so annoying on Twitter of all places. Um, But the fact that a lot of women now think they have to go that extra mile to, you know, impress a guy on something like, you know, as mathematical as sports and then not know what the fuck it is you're even, you know, representing, you look stupid in the end because if he's asking you about stats and you're just like, well, I thought he threw really well. Yeah. I like his colors of his jersey. Right. Right. (laughs) He has a nice smile. But, okay, but what do you think about, you know, his pass rush numbers? I mean, were you paying attention to him last season? What do you think is going to happen? You think you're going to go all the way this year? What? You know what's ironic about that? You know what's ironic about that, though? Uh, There's a lot of guys who, and I don't mean in a sexual way, but there are a ton of guys who like guys in sports strictly because of their look. Like, straight up, like, I would like to be like that guy, whether it's envious or whether it's just, uh, I like the way he looks and his lifestyle and all that shit. But if a woman did that, it would be like, get the fuck out of here. You don't know anything about sports. But if a dude's just like, Clay Matthews looks like a badass, that's completely cool. But, um, <laughs> Jessica, go ahead. What, what do you think about it? Fake male fans bother me more than fake female fans because fake male fans will argue with you and then they'll get mad that they lost the argument and that bothers me it's like at least with female fans who are faking it they'll just be like oh well whatever like men will get in your face and really try to argue the point point. of which they have no point and that that bothers me but i mean men really hype up women who know sports and they make them feel special and so it makes women feel like just like anything else they're trying to impress them and you know if i think if men hyped it up a little bit less then maybe that wouldn't happen so much, but I mean, you know, it's anybody who's faking anything is pretty much annoying. That is a great point because a lot of times with um, a lot of dudes will put put women up on a pedestal for knowing anything about sports, which is very very condescending. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, I, I know who the Packers are all the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, you so you know what the NFL is? Oh my God, oh, you you need one of doggy treats? Yeah, and uh, to be quite honest, I don't think I could date a woman that was heavily into sports anyway. Like, I kind of don't mind having a, a day off or whatever. I don't mind watching a game by myself. Like, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's just a codependent thing, but I don't really need somebody to be totally into everything I'm into. And it's also weird because what I noticed when I used to go to the bar and watch football on Sundays all day with my boys. I noticed that a lot of women who come to the bar to watch w- with their man are just watching their man. Like right. and it is and, and it is fucking infuriating. Not because of like there's a woman there, but because she could give a fuck about the game and he now can't pay attention to anything because, other than her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're arguing and shit or you know, she's watching to make sure that some chick's not gonna push up on him. Like, we literally had one dude who, um, and now look, this dude's a dog, right? I ain't defending this motherfucker. He is a straight up dog, and that is a problem that they need to handle somewhere else. But now you gonna fuck up my Sunday because your chick can't trust you, and she gotta come by the bar to make sure that you ain't out here, uh, hollering at no chicks? Like, that's the kind of shit that I'm just like, y'all need to either break up 
or you need to stay your ass home dude i can't deal with it man and so i think those chicks are more annoying than even the hot chicks who pretend to know football and shit but really they just like whoever the best team is that won the super bowl last year like those chicks are actually less annoying than the motherly white chick who just out there to tell him not to eat buffalo wings or some shit like fuck you put the napkin in your lap baby yes like please stop hanging out with us you are ruining my day um all right the other and the last thing I want to talk about on this subject before I we. I want to say something. Oh, we'll go b- drop it then. What happened to the to the sign? What happened to the sign? Oh, I, I told Kim. Look, this is behind the scenes for everybody listening. I told Kim. I was like, look, if anytime you got a point to make, just nudge, you nudge me or something. Let me know so, so I can just shut the fuck up and you can say whatever you got to say. And she's just like, okay, no problem. And I did this off mic. And then she's just like, fuck protocol, son. I got something to say. I'm sorry. We professionals. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't eat those buffalo wings. Stop talking about sports. Go ahead, Carol. Sorry. Uh, no problem. I think for me, uh, the fake people, fake women are fucking annoying. Like, for me, I'm a fantasy football fan. And I remember, uh, not this year, I think it was last year, year before last, before we got the NFL zone. We NFL used, red zone. In, NFL red zone. We used to go to this bar like every Sunday. And we went to a bar that had like 25 TVs plastered up against the wall. So we would have a good time. It is fucking annoying. I go to the bar to watch the game. I know I'm a woman, but I have Adrian Peterson scoring in the red zone for a touchdown. Bitch, I don't want to hear shit about your kids. I don't want to hear nothing about what's going on. I know we women. We both got vaginas. But I am paying attention (laughs) to the fucking game. It is so annoying to me. It's like they almost flock to me. It's like, oh, another woman. And and it's, I guess for me, it's annoying because I think what I, what I did, I started to get strategic with it. I got it real good. I never sat on the end by myself where they could float beside me drunk. I always made sure I was between Roderick and another big dude so that if they tried to huddle, they would look at them crazy and it would force them to leave. Because yeah. I'm trying to keep track. I used to like taking you with me because... If you weren't there, the women would try to talk to me, and you know, I like I'm the kind of person I actually don't learn any of my friends' significant others' no names um, for I like don't. a year or two. Like, and I'm not that's not a joke, and yeah. it's not even like on purpose. They don't keep them around long, so right. Yeah. It's, it's not even on purpose where I'm like, "What's your name?" and then go, "Fuck you, I don't want to know your name." Like <laughs> I literally just can't remember it. It's like I haven't seen you enough. I don't even know if I like you. I don't even know if this motherfucker likes you. Y'all could just be fucking. I don't know you. And I'll try to, you know, forget about them. And eventually, and those women would come talk to me and talk to me because they'd be like, well, this guy likes Rod. So if Rod likes me, then, it, you know, by the transitive power of like, this guy will like me. And I would just have to be like, look, man, I don't care. Like, please, I really would like to know if my Eagles are going to win. And I keep hearing you talk about book clubs and shit. Yeah. Because you don't like football. You're just here to watch this motherfucker. And, 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 I, and I think for me, What's even more irritating than that, some women don't know how to keep personal business fucking personal. This dude is cool. He's cool with Rod. I'm cool with him. I don't want to sit here and hear you complain about how y'all relationship not working. I don't give a shit. I'm watching TV. Don't you see me eating wings watching TV? What about that? Don't you understand? Yeah, it's frustrating. All right. <laughs> so the last thing I wanted to ask, and I want to ask, uh, I guess this is specifically of Jay, uh, Jay Dan. But about this lame-ass dude that was trying to call you out on Twitter and stuff. And I, I, the things that he was bringing up, um, I was like, this is shit that I don't think any male 
uh, blogger or a uh, person who covers sports would have to deal with because he was one he, he was trying to go after your parents which is something that um, I think is kind of a, a female thing where it's like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her that she's this I'm going to tell her she's that in order to try to demean her spirit where if it's a dude I mean you know obviously it's like well why would that dude give a fuck you know yeah um and the other thing he tried to insinuate like well she's a groupie and she's covering sports from the perspective of i i want to sleep with these guys I've, I've been all over your site i've read articles and shit none of that's in there like why like why do he even like why do you think he would say that and why do you think he was so threatened by you well i mean i think anybody who reads his blog knows he doesn't really talk about sports he just has a gossip blog which is fine um, but you know his problems with women go have really nothing to do with sports because I mean even when I was following him I stopped following him because I told him that he hates women and then he got mad and blocked me or whatever but what started that argument that day was that I said his site wasn't credible and he searched his name <laughs> but I mean it's not he posts a lot of lies on there and so um, so he searched his name or whatever and that's when he started going in on me and saying you know whatever but yeah, I, I mean, I have no issue with any man saying, you know, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything about sports. But when it comes to accusing you of sleeping around with people and talking about your looks, to me, it's, it, you know, it's out of bounds. But like I told people that day, I'm not, I'm pretty much impossible to embarrass. Um, and the guys he accused me of sleeping with, they, I know them. So it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not like, that was an issue with them or anything like that but i think people who who have any kind of sense know what that dude is about and it's, it's not a big deal but it's just interesting to me i don't know why guys can't just leave it at you're stupid i don't like your sight yeah, why do they have clearly, to take it to a whole nother level and it's clearly something that he directed towards a woman because if like if there was a a guy journalist who somehow found his way into sleeping with serena williams man that dude wouldn't get nothing but props <laughs> Like, like, I'm not even going front. Everybody would be like, that dude's a man. If anything, people would be jealous of him. Now, I'm not saying women obviously should be sleeping with these dudes. I, I really could give a fuck. I, people know my policy about not caring about anyone I'm not fucking. But um, I wouldn't care, like, necessarily that a woman was sleeping with a dude. But it, I think a lot of people would put a double standard on it where it's like, well, now I don't want to read you because you're a groupie now. Whereas this other dude... He lucked up into the sex of a lifetime. Like, I, I really think that is, I really thought, found that double standard to be funny. But also, like I said, there's some blogs that are about, like, hey, look at this dude. You know, female blogs. This guy's cute. This guy looks good. And, you know, there's male blogs that do the same thing with women athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and to me, it's, it's kind of one of those, like, it's just part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to, you're trying to get hits or whatever. And if getting a hit by saying, um, uh, Vasante Shanko is, is sexy is gonna get your blog a hit that's cool but then when I went to your site and I didn't see any of that shit I was really like disappointed cause I was like Vasante Shanko is sexy and I, I, there were I, no pictures of him right now the there's site. a picture on my tum- I have a picture I have a um, Tumblr site where I post pictures of players Right. And so uh, there's a picture of him on there, and I I know you don't think he's sexy, but other women, you know, women do. So, <laughs> but there are pictures of him. But my blog is not, my blog isn't really fluffy. Like if you're not really into football, you won't enjoy my blog at all. It's very much nuts and bolts. It's technical. I'm a football nerd. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not into a lot of the cursory stuff. I get really deep into a lot of different things. So 
Um, but yeah, it's not it's not fluffy like that. But I do have my little picture. I think some of the guys are cute, and I think if you're a heterosexual woman, I just don't understand. And maybe I'm just different, but I don't understand how you can watch football and not see that some of these men are freaking gorgeous. Say that again. I don't I don't understand how you can't <laughs> how you can't see it. But hey, maybe some people are you know they're better than me. But that's, I, that's definitely why. That's definitely why I'm a fan of uh, Women's Volleyball Night on ESPNU. Yes. Which and we happens, both watch. Which yes. happens every week on uh, Wednesday. Um, so, I mean, that's definitely why I'm a fan. And I, I really found that kind of, like, um, messed up that he was trying to turn it into something more like, well, a woman is a fan of how dudes look. That's completely different than my blog, which posts pictures of women uh, that aren't even sports related. Right, scantily clad. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, really, really, dude. Um, but anyway, man, let's let's move on. But um, I thank you guys for doing the show, and um, we're gonna if you guys don't mind sticking around, we're gonna do some random thoughts, and then we're gonna do some articles. Um, but first, we have to introduce everybody to the show because this is another one of those. Long ass introductions, Karen. Ah ah. Like if they stuck around this long, they may need to hear what I'm about to say next. Which is, this is the Black Out Tips podcast, and it is a podcast hosted by me and my wife three times a week. Yes, sir. Um, and it's a comedy podcast. Uh, if you can't tell, even though sometimes we talk about serious shit, you can find all the information you need to know about the show by going to theblackouttips.com. There's also an about section, so you can find all our contact information mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook, Podomatic, and Stitcher Radio. Uh, when you're on iTunes, leave us a five star review. Um, if you leave us a five star review, regardless of what you say, we will actually read it live on the show on our we feedback will. show. Yes, uh, we do feedback shows on Saturday mornings, and you can check us out there live. Uh, you can even call the show five seven zero four five five seven zero one eight six, and you can email the show theblackouttips at gmail dot com. Um, and uh, also, we read those five star reviews regardless of content. So you can actually be like, "Fuck the show! Women need to get in the kitchen and stop doing sports." If it's five stars, I will read that shit. Yes. Now, if it's four stars, it can say, Rod, you are the greatest person on the earth, and I wish I could be like you. I can't read it. Nope. I'm sorry. I only read five-star reviews. That's it, dog. So, I want perfect reviews. Um, And, of course, on Facebook, you can like us. Uh, I think we're at 2,272 likes right now, That's something like enough. that. Um, and it's good to lose count, because that means a lot of motherfuckers like us. Yes. So, continue to tell people <laughs> to like us. Alright, tell them about this filthy, disgusting language on our podcast. Um, of course, the official weapon of the show is... Uh, taser. And the official sport? Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Yes, sir. And the other thing that um, I gotta say is when you go to our website, you can donate to the show. Mm-hmm. You can shop in the store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can vote in polls. Yes. And leave comments in the polls. Yes, and keep sending us pictures of the items that guys are buying. Yeah. So, anyway, we're also sponsored today. Which is my favorite type of show because it means I like money. Getting paid to say this shit, Karen. Can you can you imagine? I know, right? Only in a bonus man. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions on iTunes. We've got two albums up there right now: Alexa Yin's Greatest Hits, featuring the star of our new feature film Dirt Cheap Therapy, and a two-time guest on this podcast. Which yeah. podcast are you talking about, Karen? The Black Guy Who Tips. That's correct. Also, Lizzie Kilgore's Greatest Hits is up there. And you'll hear Lizzie's work soon when she's recorded with me and Karen. Because uh, remember we did that show about, well, we did that audio play. And we were talking about where I was a rapper. 
And Adjutant J wrote it. Yeah. So I mean, shout out to Adjutant J. Yeah, people might want to get up on that. Um, both albums can be found by searching the actor's name on iTunes. Each album is nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. So it's one cent less than ten dollars. Also, another thing about that, um, Lindsay Kilgore, she is like twelve, and I don't mean that in like uh-huh. a she looks twelve. I don't mean that in a she acts twelve. She's not mature. I mean, this chick was twelve. 12. Yes. We were shocked. She was like, I'm 12. I was like, um, um, no, um, baby, ain't you over 18? She was like, no. Yes. I'm really 12. I was and like, then we oh, proceeded, shit. we proceeded to curse in front of that little yes, girl. Yes, and I didn't know that. It that was, was, well, it was in the script. It, one, it was in the script. Okay. Two, <laughs> I don't, I didn't tell anyone to show up early for the podcast. That's, that's just scheduling. Yeah. So she heard any of the ratchet shit that I we were talking about did. that day. Yes. I hope we haven't ruined her childhood. I hope not either. But you can also buy individual tracks uh, for a buck. And all of it goes through iTunes, uh, where you're going, where you're already going to go to find our show, yeah. many other podcasts. Yes, sir. You know, you might go there and download Little Wayne albums, which I would not advise. Oh. But you might want to do that. And then you, no. you'll come to your physics and go, I can spend this $10 on you know, Shadow Dog Productions. Yes, product. and why did they come with dragons? Yes, that's what you would actually yeah. say. <laughs> right. All right, man. So, um, let's get into some random thoughts before we do articles. First of all, uh, this morning I went to Target. Yes. So I knew it was going to be a good morning because Target is a spectacular place that is much better than Walmart. Yes, it is. Even though there's no rhyme or reason to why. Nope. Um, and I went up there with big draws today. And, um, <laughs> what, what, what do you care? <laughs> oh, God. So uh, anyway, I was going up there with Big Draws, um, Karen here. Yes. Um, because apparently don't know my size in underwear, and I didn't realize that eleven on the package is not size eleven; it's size twenty-two. Oh. I did not realize that those two sizes correlate. Yeah, my Karen bad. pulled out her underwear. I said back this morning, or it <laughs> was like, oh my god! Wow. Like literally, she could have probably wore her underwear as like shorts yes. or maybe um, if she wanted a cape or something. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. So uh, that is where the name Big Draws came from. <laughs> Apparently she likes Big Draws. Um, now she also had to uh, when we went in there, first of all ladies, God bless you. I don't know how the fuck y'all figure out y'all sizes anything. Y'all got like 15 different measuring systems. Yes. Like you had no wonder y'all have to try everything on in the mall. I tell you that, and Roger used to think I was crazy because I'd be like, "Baby, try that on." No, nigga, I know my size. I'm twelve and everything. I'm like, "No, you're not twelve and everything." No, I don't have to. Oh, okay. I'm a man. Okay. I don't, I don't run into these issues. Okay, but I know like for a twelve me, and a Nike is twelve everywhere. It doesn't see, matter. Me, that's not it. You got twelve small. You got twelve slim. You got twelve boot cut. You got twelve stretch. 12 is a lot of 12, son. I, I see that, apparently. And 11 is 22 in some weird-ass, <laughs> yes, rom-flex math. Like, oh. People say women are good with math, but I, y'all got to be good with math to figure out that shit, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I, I feel like they're just making stuff up to make the sizes seem smaller. They, yeah. Like, the number will be small so you can feel better. So they can be like, no, it's a Mavin, girl. And you're like, but I wear 22 pants. No, no, no. These underwear are 11. Yes. You tell people... You wear a size 11, okay? When you meet them on the internet and say 86 location, you tell them I'm also a size 11 and they'll go, okay. Yes. And then you say in underwear. They don't know what that means. Every dude is just like, whatever. It's all the same, right? No, no, and it's not. And then when you put the package over, that shit is even more confusing because then they give your inches and in, in your waistline. I don't give a fuck, nigga. Do they fit or not? That's all I need to know. 
Yeah, so Big Dog was over there trying to figure it out. Ah, yes, and I so was. she had to return the underwear. Right? Yes, I now did. keep in mind, she didn't wear these underwear. She just took it out the like when she took it out the package, it was instantly like, hey, don't put that on. <laughs> no. Like unless you're gonna parachute with those. <laughs> yes. I really don't think you're gonna be able to fit those. So no. she just took them back, right? And that was where we met the lady who liked the Packers and the Patriots. Yes. Okay, so we get back home. Yes. And she had picked smaller underwear that was still too big. Yes. So then she had, I was like, look, we're not, Target isn't close to us, and we're going to be busy all week, so you should probably return those now, and I'm going to just play video games. Because I'm not, you know, I've been to the store once today. That's it for me. I'm a dude. <laughs> um, but but the question is, she didn't, or the, the issue is, she didn't return it to the same place? Nope. She found another Target. Yep. Have y'all ever been embarrassed by returning something? Because I wouldn't have been embarrassed. I would have just returned it to the same place. And I'll start with you, Ashanti. Would you have returned it to the same Target, or would you have gone to another place? Um, I've never really been embarrassed to return anything, so I probably would have just brought it back to the same store, because, I mean, things happen. Yeah. And isn't it good news? Because, I mean, you're telling her I'm smaller than I thought I was. Yes, yeah, a lot smaller, yeah. apparently. Yeah. I'm not a size 11. I am a size 8. Yeah, see? Oh, you could have been flossing. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Yes, it is. And the size 8 was too big for my taste anyway, but that's cool. Because <laughs> it's Carrie. She needs to be comfortable. Or whatever. You know, yes, I understand I like how that my works. my granny draws to be comfortable. Yeah, it's not sexy at all, fellas. Don't no, it's not. Uh, J-Dan, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I would I would take it back to the same store. There's no shame in that. See, I, was, I knew it, Karen. You was being crazy this morning. <laughs> I didn't say shit because I was just like, whatever, man. Um, other things that Karen has bought this week. She bought some water shoes. You yes, guys, I did. You guys know what water shoes are? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, J. Dan? No, I, I don't them? think I know what that is. Like the like duck boots? Or like, <laughs> no, no, ma'am. What's a water shoe? Water shoes are they shoes wearing a pool? Yeah, basically, oh. water shoes are the, the whitest invention to man, known to man because I had never heard of that shit. Me either. Until Karen, uh, Karen take she takes Zumba at the YMCA. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Is it for people who do like water aerobics? Yeah, yeah she does okay. water Zumba now. She she stepped it up to the next level. Damn, she's I need resistance training. So she's getting busy in that water, dancing and shit, the all kinds of techno fine. music. And um, she was saying that uh, she came home. She was like, I went there, but then they told me I need water shoes. And I was just like, I I don't know. Put some I, Nikes on and go in the water. I don't know what to tell you. I was you. like, That's, no, son. You just made some shit up, ma'am. And right. he thought I did. I was like, no, son. You cannot wear Nikes in the water. Why? They need to be water resistant. But why? Not water resistant, but they better be drained. Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. But, but why would you need shoes in the pool? Period. The, this, is, this is what I found out. The first time I took the class, because... The moves and everything are so sharp, and you're trying to keep up with her underneath the water, and you're floating. So with the shoes, you can actually plant your feet on the ground in the pool and turn, and it prevents blisters on your feet from standing on the bottom of the pool. Okay, I thought maybe it was like a thing that would help cut the resistance or something against the water, but I guess that makes I, I was crazy, too, because I looked at them like, she was like, oh, yes, I would suggest that you buy some water shoes. And I'm looking at these white folks like, oh, what the hell is water shoes? I don't I even know what part of the shoe section water shoes would be in. <laughs> like, that was the whitest shit I ever heard. I was like, that is a that is an invention of privilege. Like, we have so much water in America that we can just fuck around in it. And you know what we need? 
water shoes. Right now, there's somebody in Africa and that is fucking dying because they cannot get water over there. And in America, we just need shoes for the water, baby. We just we just want to play around in it. No, you can't drink it. We got chemicals in it and shit. No. That's, we that's just fuck first, around in it. That's a first world problem. Yes. 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 This yes. is our pee pee water. We pee in this water. We don't even do use it for anything, Africans. This is so anyway. That's a, oh. I have a I have oh. a I have a point about well not really a point but a fear about that regarding Go ahead. R- regarding peeing in the water. Mm-hmm. When people pee in the pool, you're swimming in pee. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. So I I never I guess I never. Oh, you mean the peer is swimming in their own urine? Well, I mean, is that what you mean? Well, supposedly the average person, when they go out to a public pool, they pee in the pool. Uh, and, and when you, um, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you think the number of kids that go to school, they're all peeing in the pool. And and now, most pools don't, but all the fancy, fancy pools actually turn blue. If you get yeah. Blue people, yeah. But, and mean, you know what's weird? It's like, you yeah. gotta be taking a chance, because you don't know that it's the fancy pool or not until you pee in it. Ah. People are that like lazy where they're like, you know what? Well, I'll Fuck it. See. We'll find out if it's gonna it's turn green or not or whatever. That's right. We'll find out when the color changes. But if you don't do that, I mean, but the, I mean, and the thing is that, that everybody's always like, black people can't swim, but maybe black people just don't want to be surrounded by pee. Oh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. I don't think now, now who's smart, white America? Okay, hmm? the thing. The thing with that, when I got school certified, I learned that a lot of people at my school, black people who didn't know how to swim, didn't because they either did not have the resources in their neighborhood so they could be caught, or they just flat out were afraid. And I was just like, I mean, I didn't have the resources in my neighborhood either, but I still wanted to get out in the damn water. Well, I know I was afraid um, of being peed on too. Like to this day, I don't listen to R. Kelly's music. Mm-mm, that, that's too close. <laughs> oh, but you listen to it in the water. That's a double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny. Don't even ask you how. It's funny you say that because somebody asked me, like, well, what's the difference between swimming in a pool full of pee and pee Yeah, what is the difference? See? Other, I mean, at least with R. Kelly, you get nice music. Well, I did. At least with R. Kelly, I don't see it coming, if that makes sense. Uh, I can just swim around and be like, oh, it's kind of warm and just keep it pushing. No, that's in the pool. With R. Kelly, you definitely see it coming. Oh, yeah, but R. Kelly, you see yeah. it coming in the pool. Yeah, you definitely you don't, see it You coming. don't see it coming at your face. At least it's right. mixed up in the other <laughs> other oh. articles that are in the water. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why they put chemicals in there to keep the pee germs. They don't put it in there for nothing else. Do either of you ladies, uh, and if you don't, don't, don't feel any need to uh, pretend you do, but... Do either either of you ladies ever watch uh, anime, like Japanese cartoons? Yes, I do. And no, I don't. Okay. So it's sister animation, but that's another story for another time. Uh, oh, yeah, I watched it before. Up top. Up top. Me too. But um, here's the thing. Um, I've, I've been watching Bleach on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And um, fuck you, Bleach. I do yeah. not appreciate these motherfuckers. <laughs> Will literally tell what happened in the last episode for the first they recap it right then then they do the the, the one and a half minute like oh, uh, intro music mm-hmm. then they play the last five minutes of the show before yeah 
So I'm literally getting about 10 minutes of show, and I'm so angry with Bleach. Yes, it's Because like I'm enjoying this part of the show. Intro. Yes, I realized that the other day. He did, I was like, damn, it's like 17 minutes of change. You're like, shit, we could be friends on the story line. Well, it's, uh, today I, I made a note. It started at 8 minutes and like 8 and a half minutes. 8 and a half, okay. Into the show. So that's before a commercial break. Okay. And then yeah, at the end, they play like 10 minutes and then a the commercial break. So I'm getting about 12 minutes of TV. That's it. And I was so pissed, man. I just, anyway, I just, I don't even know if because they listen it to really it. Was, it really was getting good. Yeah, I see what you're doing. They're like, they're like me back in fifth grade when I didn't read the book that I was supposed to do my book report on. Ah! So I just kind of like did the first part that I talked about that a lot, but I didn't know the end because I only read one chapter. They're doing that uh, shit. I, I see you, Bleach. I know what y'all doing, dog. You can't fool me. Um, alright, so, I was at the basketball court. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I play basketball occasionally. And this kid fell down and he messed up his ankle. Like, he twisted his ankle really bad. Oh, I've done it before. That's painful. Yeah, he did it just messing around, like, trying to grab the ball off the rim or something. Okay. And, um, he, like, he was hurt and he had to quit the game. Okay. And so later I was getting ready to go, which was like maybe two or three games later, so like 20, 30 minutes. And he was out there shooting around playing ball again. How? And I just, all I want to say is I miss that. Oh, no, I, I miss see. that. I miss healing. I miss being young oh, and doing fucked up shit to my body and just getting up and walking it off, man. No, that shit don't happen, man. Like, remember when a hangover used to just be like a bad 30 to 40 minutes of your day? Like, I shouldn't have drank so much. And then you, like, get some water in you and you drink and maybe a beer or something. You're right back. Y'all back 100%, baby. No, that shit don't work like that. Now, hangover means you might need to call out of work. I've actually never had a hangover. Even with all that Kavasia, I mean, Cognac you used to drink as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) I've been tipsy for you did not just say Cavassier. Um. <laughs> oh, you're right, because that's ghetto for kids to drink. <laughs> I was a car guy drinking, motherfucker. Get it right. Get it right. Your brown nigga right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was night train. Don't get it wrong. Um. <laughs> no, but seriously, I've never had a hangover. Now, um, also, that life. well, trust me. Young, the younger you are, the more you hop back from it. Um, now, also, you guys um, have other jobs other than, you know, baking uh, for your blog or writing for the for your blog? Nope. Oh, you said nope. do we? Yeah, do you. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, so J-Dad, this, this one might be more up your alley. And my job, we have a shared community refrigerator, right? And... You can go put stuff in the fridge or whatnot. You're not supposed to take stuff out. You're not supposed to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Um, there was a yogurt in our fridge that has been in where we keep, like, where you're supposed to keep the fresh fruits. Mm-hmm. It has been in that little box by itself for weeks. Uh-oh. Right? And it's not, it's not spoiling or anything. It's a yogurt. It's not going to spoil. It's completely packaged. But the other day, you know, I, I looked in there. There wasn't enough room for my shit. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, so I was like, man, the only place left is this fruit tray thing. And, you know, I got to put my shit in there. So I tried to put it in and the yogurt wouldn't fit. I'm like, fuck, man. Yogurt being here three weeks. I'm moving this fucking yogurt to the shelf. Okay? Yes. You can find this shit on the shelf. I'm <laughs> yes, sorry. It, that's right. Yogurt man or whoever you are. <laughs> they left this shit in there. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay? I'll hold it out as long as I could. 
so I moved it so I could fit my food because I assumed nobody was watching it. Um, I came back during my break to get like an apple. Somebody had moved all my shit out of the fruit thing, put the yogurt back by itself, and moved my shit to like a, on top of other people's food. Wow, that's serious. <laughs> yeah, and who gives a fuck about that fucking yogurt? You better than me, I just threw that shit in the trash. Like, passive-aggressive much? You know, like, no. Jesus, dude. And, and the thing is, like, they could have just put their yogurt in there and arranged it so it could fit or something. Yeah. Or taken one thing out. But they literally took all my shit and was like, fuck you, my yogurt gets this room. So, I, you know, I, 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 at first I was shocked and mad. But then I was like, you know what, calm down, Rod. Because I would be a hypocrite. Because I did disrespect their yogurt, which I didn't. I, it's probably still in there. But I did disrespect their shit and move it. At least you're better than my job. My job, the cleaning people throw that shit away every weekend. Well, they were supposed to do that, but they stopped. I don't know if they killed the cleaning people or what. But <laughs> motherfuckers do not clean out. I had a sandwich that I forgot was in there. That, <laughs> and I saw that sandwich the other day and was like, I think it's a lie. <laughs> like, it, it had evolved into like some sort of life form at that point. But, um... Uh. I threw it out, of course, Thank but um, after eating it. But uh, so, uh-huh. so um, anyway, this person was so passive aggressive and stuff, and and I put everything back in, and it made me realize that I think all conflict in life—that's right—it's gonna be deep care comes from the fact that people don't have enough shit to do. Yes, <laughs> yes, and that's true. Yes, because like if, if you're driving and somebody in front of you is doing ten miles below the speed limit with one arm out the window. Like, that person doesn't have enough shit to do. That's why they're driving 10 miles below the sea limit <laughs> and, and keeping their arm out the window. They don't have shit going on in their life that's like, I need to be here. I got to go. That's right. I have time to fuck around. Like, you don't have enough shit to do, man. Um, Or that person at your job that never stops talking. Oh, You know yes. that person? Where they stop you from doing your work because they got to talk about some bullshit yes. that's important to them. Nigga, I got headphones on for a reason. Right. Because they don't have enough shit to do. No, they got shit to do. They just don't want to do that shit. Like, think about this. Like, um, the Nazis. Like, they just was like, we gonna kill the Jews. Because we ain't got jobs. Ah. Germany ain't got jobs. Let's kill Jews. That's the job. They didn't have enough shit to do. That's true. <laughs> Literally. That, they just don't have enough shit to do. Hey, hey Romans, you know what? Let's, let's uh, fucking round up the Jews and kill that Jesus dude. He's talking all this world peace bullshit and not paying taxes, he gotta go. <laughs> we don't have shit to do. We are running out of shit to conquer, and people got unemployment. Uh, even, you know, Occupy Wall Street, which is a cool movement. I'm not dissing on that movement, but clearly them people don't have that much shit to do. Yeah. Like, if anything, that's... They ain't incentive. got jobs, they ain't yeah. got families, they probably don't have children. That's just keeping up. You like, can't. that is the incentive to lower unemployment right there. Because if you're a politician and that shit is making you look bad, you got to be like, we need these motherfuckers to jobs right now. Yes. You know what I mean? So I really think all conflict comes from people not having enough shit to do. Uh, what do y'all think? Um, J-Dan, what do you think? I think that's valid because people who don't have a life outside of work, they tend to start the most drama in the workplace. Yes. They just need it's- some type of emotional reaction. To- they just need something. Yeah, I agree. And you know what? Um... Well, also, I also discovered, um, and I need to work on this, but I don't think I speak feelings. I don't know if you guys know (laughs) that language, but I'm not familiar enough with the concept of feelings to really give a fuck about people. And I don't think I need to have that. I've been getting by life fine 
But like obviously I was callous when I moved that person's yoga. I didn't think how would they feel? Shit. They will feel wrong. They will feel wronged and they will move my shit. So I should have cared. Maybe that would have saved me some time. What about you, Shanti? What do you think? I think people need hobbies. I mean, take up, you know, stamp collecting again. That can be popular. It was before. But, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are just bored. Just generally bored with life. So they create a lot of things. Like, you know, Twitter lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> their time. Yeah, like Googling your own name and then fucking slandering somebody that you don't know because you were mad. Yeah, that, that motherfucker needed some shit to do. Wow. Yeah, if, if, if anything is gay, that was gay. I mean, I kind of figured out who it was you were talking about. That's gay. Yeah. That's, that's very gay. And if he's I'm not even gonna say it's gay because that is a that is an insult to gay people. That shit wasn't <laughs> even gay. That shit was that shit was Drake. That shit was Drake. He he got extra Drake on that ass. I don't, he was sitting somewhere looking at a chalice and by himself with his head in his hands. I don't know. Ryan, drinking that cognac. Yeah, <laughs> drinking that cognac out of his empty pimp cup. Um, and my last thing, and we can get into some articles. Um, so the other day I was sleeping. And it was like 8 in the morning. And I don't even remember what Karen wanted me to wake up for. Oh, no, no, no. It was like 9 in the morning. I went to bed at 3 watching The Walking Dead, which I found to be an excellent show. But um, yes. I was watching that on Netflix then, so then I got really tired. I went to bed at 3 in the morning. Karen had taken a nap, so of course she went to bed after me or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. Which is a very rare occasion. Rare. Um, so it was the morning time. We have to do our feedback show at 10 a.m. for all of our fans, and it's live. So it does really matter when we do the show. I can't yes. just be like, I'm tired. So yes. I was tired, though. I did not want to get up. I know you was, baby. And Karen told me, it's like, hey, baby, it's 940. And I, you know, I did that sleep thing. I was like, oh, yeah. It just rolled over. And then um, I didn't want to get up. And then Karen woke me up with her titties. And listen, I... It was a beautiful waking up thing. I did, and and, and it was, and I appreciated it, you know, because it's a nice way to wake somebody up, and I and I felt like so, uh, I, I enjoyed it so much, and I, that I I wanted to be able to do the same thing, but I realized there is no part of a man that you can stick in a woman's face to wake her up that would not get you cussed the fuck out probably. Say that again. No part. No. Like, and I was trying to think of stuff. Like, oh, man, you know, I could just put my arm or something. It would be like, get the fuck off me. Like, there's, like titties were one thing I could wake up to and be like, you know what? I, you're right. I appreciate this. Yes, and I don't mind. Yeah, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month anyway. Save yes. titties. Yes. You know what I mean? I'm pro, I'm pro titties. Me too. You know what I mean? <laughs> Obviously. As I think everyone is. I hope so. I really don't. I don't think anyone's anti-titties. And I like to look at them. Right. Everybody should be pro-titties. But I appreciated that, man. And I really wish there was a way to pay y'all back. But, I, but fellas, if you listen, don't go around sticking your, your dick in some girl's face. Oh, please don't. You know, your nuts. That, like, it will really that's just... Not nothing sexy. good will come of it. That's not sexy. There's no part... I, 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 I don't know. Maybe kissing them awake, but then you might have morning breath. I really can't think of anything... To reciprocate that. And even if sucking your dick was on her mind, you would piss her off because you started it. Yeah, you can't. Well, you can't wake. Listen, I don't care if she's horny as hell. You can't wake anybody up with a dick to the face. I'm sorry. <laughs> that shit is not a, a, a comfortable, warm, inviting good morning like a pair of breasts. No, it is not. not. 
People love, we were born nestled in women's bosoms. That's the way everybody came into this world. <laughs> Nobody came into this world with a dick in their face. I'm sorry. That is not the way I want to be woken up. That's right. So I, I don't know, man. I wish I could pay you ladies back, man. But y'all, y'all, y'all got all the power. All right. We got some articles to talk about. Um, and then after that will end the show. Uh, first, uh, we actually just mentioned this guy, so how ironic that we will be starting off talking about him, but Drake is apparently oh. looking for love. Looking for love? Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. get any from his first album? <laughs> <laughs> I think he means of the female type, um... And they did an interview with him in Elle magazine, and I, I won't read the entire uh, interview. Look at that shirt, man. Yeah, he looks like he's wearing Miami Vice clothes in yeah, 2011. Yeah, girl. Yeah, uh, the hell, Drake. Uh, anyway. Uh, so he dressed like El- a flamingo? <laughs> can you send him a pic? He, uh, she can't see it because she's on her phone. But oh, okay. He's dressed like a, a emo, um, emo uh, Bond villain. He's wearing all black. But the buttons of his shirt don't actually start until, like, right above his, uh, navel, you know? Yeah. Button, like, three or four down. He's got his hands in his pocket, and he's doing that thing where you lean your oh. face down, and you look up. Like, it's, yeah, it's got an afternoon shadow going on there. I bet you that shit probably scratch your face. Yeah, really emotional type guy, you know? But good for him for being himself. But anyway, um, L starts off with, let's start with Marvin's Room, which is his new song. And they say, four women in a week? Please explain. Uh-oh. And he said, I used to be filling the void. There was a point where I felt like I needed to keep the company of a woman every night. What, so y'all can pay each other toenails? The thing with Drake for me is like, he doesn't rap like a dude who's trying to holler at a chick. No. He raps like a dude that would do your hair. Yeah, he's like the uh, gay best friend of women. You know, like even that song, you yeah, fancy. Women don't even feel threatened around him. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. But even, even, hopefully you don't feel threatened around any man. But, um, the reason, like, that, uh, th- that song, You Fancy, mm-hmm. if you look at the, like, it's really just talking about a woman going out and getting her hair done and stuff. Mm-hmm. Literally. And going shopping and shit. I'm not making that up. Go look at the lyrics yourself, people. Um, uh, uh. <laughs> so he says, uh, L says, uh, is it the same woman? And he says, different women. Cause you know, he's oh, playing like that, Karen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, of course, they say, you don't have to apologize. He says, yeah, at the same time, I do, because one day I'm going to want to meet a woman that doesn't have such a tainted past. It's like, well, how can I expect a woman I love to have such a clean record? And I think that's immature. What do you ladies think about that double standard? Uh, I'll start with you with Shanti first, because I think hoes should be with hoes, period. So if you a dude and you hoeing, hey, man, don't be going out here getting these virgins. They don't, y'all not even going to click. I don't know why you're trying to fool somebody. You better get somebody to know how to please you. But go ahead, Shanti. What do you think? I agree. Hoes belong with their own kind. You should not co-mingle with the rest of us. Because that's just oil and water and herpes. And nobody wants that. Um, it also... I don't know. It, it, it kind of fuddles, you know dating standards I want to say because you can't change anybody you especially can't change hoes um so I don't know I don't know I, I that's that's an area that you stick with your own kind just think of it as race 
stick with your own kind. <laughs> okay? Like some people do. I don't believe in it, but stick with your own kind. Now, what about you, J-Dad? Um, what do you think about, you know, the whole, I'm a, I've am been out here sleeping with four different women a week, but I need to get me a woman that, that's not like that. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's silly. First of all, how do you even really know about someone's past unless it's somebody that everybody's talking about? But I know for me, when I'm dating, I don't even really ask about stuff like that. Um, and I don't like when people ask me a whole bunch of questions. But also, I'm different. I'm, I, I don't really like people to get in my business like that. Especially like when you're first dating, when it actually matters. Um, you know, like further on down the line, by the time you would find out about a lot of that stuff, you'd already be too far in. But yeah, I think I think I do think it's silly to ha- ask people to have a past that you don't have, or to ask them to have behaved better than you did in the past. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's also weird to me too because like hoe is such a weird term because people call Kim Kim Kardashian a hoe, and we know she slept with like four or five dudes. And one like. On yeah, like how we like are we sure that she's a hoe? We know she's slept with five people. Like there's a lot of people that would trade in their card for five if they thought that was a better value. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I don't get why people. Oh, she's a hoe. Like okay, then Karen, what you want to say? I think that people, especially uh, people in general, are selfish. Uh, and when you and and it, I think it's a sex thing. I think dudes feel like I can go fuck anything I want to. But the woman I finally decided to marry, but uh, she better ain't slept with nobody. Nigga, I met you when I was 35. Don't you think I done fucked by then? I mean, it's very, very unrealistic to put that on people. And on top of that, if I meet you later on in life, unless this person, I have children with this person, or there's something that permanently keeps me connected, it should not matter who I slept with in the past. Because you know what? My past has taught me tricks for you. Right. And my thing is that I think that a lot of men, and this is my opinion, don't get the best they can get after the woman in the bedroom because you're too busy judging her ass. Yeah, I want to know too, like how many, um, how many horny ass super freaky virgins are there in the world? Like, I don't know if that combo is readily available no. on the menu. <laughs> like, no, I, every, like, I mean, dudes have this like fantasy of this like, no, she just waiting for me to turn her out. And it's like, no. look, man, if she ain't been fucking people for 30 years, trust me, dick number one is not going to be the one that she just goes <laughs> ham on. I'm and, sorry. And, and on top of that, who wants to deal with somebody at 30 and 40, like as you get older, that you got to fucking train? Nah, bitch, don't bite me. Who wants to deal with that? Well, I think, um, I think, I don't mind, I think... Now, obviously, I'm for interracial relationships. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But actually, I don't give a fuck about people I'm not fucking. But, you know, do whatever you want to do. But I think Ashanti's right when she's like, why people mixing shit? Like, when it comes to hoe or not hoe. Yeah. Why would you want to get, I'm a hoe, but I don't want a hoe. Like, you need that, to that, be that with your own no kind. Sense. That's right. Go be happy together. Yes, if you know you're a freak and you like sex, get with somebody who's down with that. So they asked Drake, are you lonely? And he said, when you're on the road moving city to city, when someone isn't there at the end of the night, you feel empty. The 15 to 20 seconds after a man reaches his climax is the realest moment he'll ever have in his life. And <laughs> what? I can't buy a lens plan. I don't know about wait. y'all. <laughs> wait. In the background. So wait, does this count by yourself too? Or is it only if you're with somebody he, else? He didn't He didn't specify. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. If you jack off, is, it, is that 20 seconds the realest in your life after that? I don't know. Like, oh, oh, I'm gonna lose. 
And if you happen to be, <laughs> if you happen to be with somebody that isn't someone you want to converse with, you start feeling like I wish I was just here watching True Blood by myself. Oh well, damn, you weren't interested in her. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know, man. Y'all could go read this whole article, man. Cause oh, it's a sad, sad. It's sad. Story. It talks about yes. him being in love with Nicki Minaj and trying to invite her to his mom's Passover dinner. Just weird shit, uh, man. What? The, uh. Yeah, that dude Drake. He's a he's a weird apple. Um. All right. So let's move on to the next article. Uh, Tony Joe Sylvie, and Tony is spelled T O N I. Mm-hmm. And Joe is spelled J-O. So this is actually about a woman. Okay. She's accused of calling her ex-boyfriend thousands of times, smashing his windows with a sword. They literally mean thousands. A woman broken by a, a woman, a windows, uh, windows broken by a sword and a tire iron, a banged up car and eggs splattered on the house. Is it any wonder why this relationship didn't work out? You just trying to make a ham, egg, and cheese sandwich. That's all upside his house. <laughs> now, ladies, have y'all ever been in a relationship with a crazy person or where you had to go crazy on somebody? Uh, I'll start with you first, J-Dad. You ever put the eggs on the windshield? No, I've never done anything like that. I, I don't understand that at all. Maybe one day I will understand it, but not now. Uh, okay. What about you, uh, Ashanti? You ever had to go ham on somebody? Um, thankfully no, but I have a very strange dating record. Let's just leave it at that. However, I have dated rather clinically off dudes. Wow, clinically off. Wow. And one of them, I actually had to, like, get him from killing himself, literally. Like, (gasps) calling the ambulance and the cops to come and the stomach. How do you keep someone from killing themselves? I tried to talk him down, and he wasn't listening. He took all those pills, and the next thing I didn't hear from him anymore, and I just ended up panicking and calling the police, and they came to his house. Apparently, he was, you know, still conscious enough to answer the door, but still, Damn. like, the next, t- next time I heard from him, he's like, well, I'm going to be moving out of state, and I won't see you anymore, and I'm thinking to myself, God, but um, <laughs> I secretly think he killed himself. That's wow! I don't think wow. he moved. I think he killed himself. So that, you, so that, you, you haven't talked to this person since then? Nope. That was years ago. We went on one date and we talked for a while, and then that happened. And I'm like, I cannot mess with this dude. No. Wow. No way. So okay. So you hadn't. All right. So because now I'm interested in this shit. So this person. You haven't, like, you don't look them up on, like, Google or Facebook or anything just to see if they're still around? No, I don't. I actually, <laughs> I never got his last name. I only know his name. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't care. But, um, yeah, I only remember his name. And, uh. So did he, did he spring this yeah. on you early or something? <laughs> did yep. he spring this on you early into, you know, y'all's courtship or whatever? No, um. It had to be like maybe, maybe, because uh, we dated, I want to say for like maybe a good month. So it had to be within like the third or fourth week. So maybe like toward the end, really. Wow. So you went, you went a, a month and didn't learn this person's last name. <laughs> no. That is amazing. You don't speak feelings either. You're no, <laughs> just I, like me. I am. I'm very, very cold. 
I mean, for some people, not everyone. I, I don't know. Um, so I got, I gotta ask, cause I know people are wondering. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. But had y'all had sex by this point? Nope. Oh, okay, cool. Cause you don't have to live with that whole, like, my pussy killed a man. Oh, no. Thing. <laughs> you know? No. That, that's, you don't know, no woman wants that hanging over no. her head. No, no. Yeah, I, I got that killer pussy. Yeah, no, I don't really, you know, I'm not into, like, giving it to a guy, like, you know, the very first Cause I don't know you. Literally, don't know you. I don't know your blood type. I don't know your family history. I need to know all that. The last name? Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. Minimum, minimum last name if I'm going to have sex with you. Minimum. Right. I need to trust you before I go ahead and decide, you know, I'm going to end up, you know, catching something from you by chance. And I can't just do that straight out. No. I don't care how cute you are. It doesn't happen that way. Not with me. Well, this lady did know this dude. Because they arrested Tony Joe Sylvie on Tuesday for allegedly stalking her ex-boyfriend. She's 49 years old. She dialed up her former lover 1,001 times in uh, three months. Damn! While also shattering glass at his home and starting a tell-all blog about the demise of their 2009 relationship. Oh, shit. What, is she a bill collector? Well, I mean, now see that right there is a person that loves their blog. You know what I mean? She's never going to stop blogging. Ever. I mean, 2009 relationship and she's finding something to say about that shit every day. Congratulations, man. I don't love anything that much. Hell no. <laughs> and then this one time when we were talking about that toothpaste yesterday, part two. The toothpaste. Part two. He was not squeezing it from the bottom. Yeah. Um, but in June, uh, Sylvie, who is a dog walker by trade, so, once again, not enough shit to do. Uh, started tormenting Peter Main, 62. Damn, he was 62? Woo! I guess that's only 13 years difference at 49 to 62. Guys, once you get so old, damn it, it don't matter. But, you know, you're younger, that, that, that age matters. I'm surprised that a 62-year-old man had a cell phone and an and, uh, email. Say that again. Uh, by bombarding him over the phone with hundreds of e- and with hundreds of emails, even though it was about two years after their relationship soured, on several occasions, she is accused of pelting his house with eggs. Investigators also believe she smashed his windows with a tire iron and later with a five-foot sword. Wow. I don't think you guys understand. Five-foot sword. How tall are y'all? I'm, I'm five, five, two and a half. I'm five, six. Oh, five, four. Okay. That sword could easily come up to your neck, <laughs> laying on the ground next to you. Ooh. Are you fucking kidding me? She was swinging a five-foot sword at the dude's car? Oh, my God. Well, to be fair, she's pretty much starred for life when her parents gave her that name. So, <laughs> yeah, any guy, <laughs> any guy dealing with her should have known what they were getting into. Yeah, you're right. Tony Joe is one of them names. Yes. Where you'd be like, hold up, hold up. I don't know. You need to go by TJ or some shit. Yeah. Um... In July, she turned her aggression towards his car, uh, using her Chevy Blazer like a battering ram. She allegedly collided into his parked car, sending it into his garage door. Oh, she's crazy, and she's costing him money. Uh, writing as Wonderful Poetic Soul, that was her name, Uh-oh. she admitted that she tor- tormented the man on her blog. I must admit, it is true. Revenge is a dish best served, best served cold. 
Am I a woman scored? Scorned? You betcha. I guess she wasn't scored. She must not have been having sex with him by that point. But, um, she wrote that in the post on her blog in June. Uh, later in the post, she said he got his just desserts. Make no mistake, girls. In the days to come, you will see this Aussie may be cute and charming and adorable like a kangaroo. But in fact, he is, in my opinion, nothing better on so many levels than a snake oil salesman in designer clothes. Bitch, you are 49. Move your ass to hell on. You've never had a... Is this a real first boyfriend? Is she fucking 18? This is what little girls do. This oh, you broke my heart. I'm gonna stab you in the eye with this lollipop. Bitch, get a life. This is why hoes should be with hoes. He went and got him a chick that hadn't had enough men. Wow. And she went crazy over him. She went insane. But, yeah, she got arrested Tuesday, even after they warned her on Friday to chill out. Wow. So she must have did something crazy. Yes. Um, okay, so I don't know if you guys have kids. I, we don't have kids, no. in case you wonder. Don't plan on it. Okay, neither one of you guys have kids yet. Okay. Well, here's a story about a child. She had only dropped him off on his first day for his first day of nursery. So when Samantha Aldrich answered her front door less than two hours later to find her three-year-old son standing there alone, she was understandably shocked. Oh, to get there, adventurous little Alfie had managed to give his teachers the slip, scaled a three-foot-high wall, crossed a busy main road, and navigated several streets. Oh shit! Amazingly, <laughs> this is like the this is like the plot to Look Who's Talking, uh, which uh, dates me. Well, damn, her, she well, she trained that baby well. Yeah. Uh, amazingly, when Samantha returned him to the nursery, the staff did not even realize he was missing. Wow. Now, don't you feel like you should get some kind of refund there? Yeah, and don't like you, at least don't a, you a feel week like, back. You know, yeah, what I mean? don't you feel like all right, my child would no longer be here because at least he had what is he a dog? He made his he made his way back home two and a half hours later. Yeah, three wow. years old by himself. Uh, mother of two, Samantha, who's twenty seven, said when I opened the door and saw Alfie standing there. I didn't know what to think. A wave of emotion came over me. I was shocked that he was there. I was happy and relieved that he was okay. But I was angry and upset at the staff uh, at the nursery that they had let this happen. Yes. Thankfully, I was home to answer the door. So she could have been taking care of him. But she was like, fuck that. Um, it makes me feel sick uh, to think that this could have happened. It's a terrible thing for a mother to go through. You trusted these people look after your children and then something like this happens. Uh, her husband's 32. Uh, and they proudly dropped him off for his first day, and they give the name of the primary school, which is terrible advertising for them. Yes. <laughs> like, I know they were like, can you keep us out of this? Yes, don't let other parents know. Just, we don't have any children here. Just say your son's a genius who made it home, and forget that we didn't pay attention to him. Wow. But um, anyway, I'm not going to finish this article, but the main thing about this article that I noticed is, um, it's obviously a white article, because they were so fucking proud of this kid. Like, if I would have came home from the dirt, the nursery that my mom paid money for and just decided, fuck this, I'm out, I would have got a whooping minimum for that What? <laughs> like, what? are you fucking serious right now? Yes, <laughs> and then I went up to the daycare and showed my ass because my child shouldn't be standing here looking at me when I just dropped him off two hours or some change ago. I could have been out running errands. 
yeah i don't know man i just thought that story was funny just because of the tone it was oh alfie he was adorable and so smart and yes. like it'd have been like a white, kid, bad. white little baby dead in the middle of the road hit by a car <laughs> down 95 that's what that story should yeah say. alfie is a bad kid i can relate to that story you you've done that before left I, daycare and came home it wasn't daycare it was my house uh-oh what what happened please i wasn't away. i was in daycare but we didn't have school that day so i just left you just went home or no, where'd I, you go no, i i left my house at like five o'clock in the morning to go to the park oh how old were you maybe i was preschool age so it had to be like four five shit man wow that's why i can't be a parent shit but my heart would skip a zillion beats it's hard enough to keep a track of my ass then i gotta be sure you don't sneak out did your parents find out about this well the way it went down my aunt had a uh yearbook signing party that day and she saw me walking down walking back from the park apparently i was there for like six hours nobody knew and she saw me walking back down the street toward the house and she was like where were you i was like i was at the park like nothing was wrong and she walked me back to the house but the way my neighborhood is the park is directly down the street so when i was in preschool and we would go to the park i memorized the route Wow, that you know what? That's impressive because I remember until I learned to drive, I didn't know what shit was. No. And I didn't care. I'd just be a kid. I'd just be like, <laughs> I, I was, fuck it. Let's I, roll. I was one of those children like her. I memorized shit. Like, even yeah. before I could drive, I could get anybody to any part of the city. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You're really good at that. I'm terrible. I'm, I'm grown. I'm grown now. If it wasn't for this iPhone GPS, <laughs> Thank God for half GPS. of my friends wouldn't see me. No, hell no. They're like, come to my house, man. I don't no, know where that we, shit is. We might not get back. Oh, thank you, sir. You come pick me up. Yes, they take me back home. Like, people give me, like, I've lived in Charlotte, I've lived in Charlotte my whole life, and people give me directions, and you would swear I got here yesterday. Wow. <laughs> like, I'd be like, yeah, man, over on the south side, man, you gotta go past, uh, JJ Randall Road. I'm just like, well, oh, that's interesting. Where is that? <laughs> you are, you are a man of the town, sir. Um, speaking of a man of the town, a Michigan man who was upset who upset his neighbors by coming out into the street wearing pink panties Uh-oh. and engaging in obscene acts was arrested last Wednesday he's last got week. breast cancer month pink come on now yeah he's like I'm making people aware of breast cancer yes okay were they, were they a size 11 <laughs> yeah, he was big drops. He was, yes. he was he, a big drops. He was huge drops, yes. Police got a call about a man exposing himself on 7th Street. As cruisers drove up, the suspect reportedly ran inside an apartment. The complaining resident said they had they have had problems with the suspect in the past. You don't say. Uh-oh. And that he would he would sometimes look into their first floor window. Oh shit. <laughs> what? That would be the worst apartment neighbor to have. And people Especially a lot of white people, please put blinds up and close your blinds. Yeah, this yeah. is why you have fools looking in your window. Like I would much rather have the, the neighbor that plays his music too loud than the chronic masturbating penny wearing neighbor <laughs> that likes to peek in my window yeah. that don't have blinds. I, I'd much rather go with that, that that dude that looks a little bit shady and never really stays inside his apartment. No. I, I'd rather have that dude next to me. Um, when they yelled for him to stop, he reportedly became verbally abusive. 
Oh, what did he say? Fuck you! They were like, stop checking off. It's my Three kids here. Yeah. <laughs> you go to hell. You're like, sir, please. So go fuck yourself. No, stop fucking yourself. Yes. Please go inside so move the apartment. Your hands and do this in a private place, sir. A little later, he reportedly came back out, this time only wearing a peach-colored lace panties and wow. a t-shirt. Why does he get these panties? He must have did go buy the big drawers, you know, the six pan to pack for eight dollars at, at Target. He then began masturbating out in the street, <gasps> allegedly calling out the restaurants to come uh, to residents to come outside and join him. When someone called the police, come join me. He was just lonely like Drake because Karen, he's trying to reach that last 20 seconds after a, a, a climax where a man can be the clearest he's ever been in his life. Wow. That's all it was. Wow. I, I get it now, sir. He's mentally disturbed. Got it. Oh, my goodness. His name is Joseph P. McDonald. He's 32 of Flint, Michigan. Uh, he was arrested and charged with open and gross lewdness. You know what? You know what? If he was attracted with him being gross lewdness. You know what? This a nigga that need a life. He doesn't have enough shit to do. Too much time on his hands. Someone teach this man how to use the internet and can jack off in the comfortableness of his own house. Yes. Um, And not be arrested. Speaking of using the internet, shocking cell phone footage taken at a Greenwich Village McDonald's. Uh Uh-oh. Shows a brutal fight between a cashier and two female customers that occurred early Thursday. The argument began about 1230 in the morning when the cashier... Rayon McIntosh, 31, told the two women, Denise Darbo, 24, of Queens, and Rachel Edwards, 24, of Brooklyn, that he would have to scan their $50 bill before getting their food. We've all had this happen to us. Oh, they like to, yeah, they want to be sure you ain't getting no kind of fake money. Yeah, they run that marker across it or something yes. like that. Uh, Edwards and Darbo can be heard in the video swearing at McIntosh, saying, do something, pussy. Uh-oh. Then Darbo escalates the situation by lunging forward and slapping the cashier across the face. Oh. We don't respect people who make minimum wage in this country. No. And and that's why they fucking wonder why don't nobody want those jobs. Yeah. They're not they're not to help. They, they, he's just a guy with a job at McDonald's. You don't yes. get to slap him because he scanned your $50 bill like I'm sure his manager instructed him to do. That's right. So, McIntosh dives forward to retaliate and pushes the woman before backing into the restaurant. Uh, Darbo then jumps over the counter while Edwards walks around the side to confront McIntosh, who reaches out of the frame and grabs a metal rod. Gripping the rod in both hands, McIntosh can be seen winding up and striking both women repeatedly while they fall to the ground. Ah! Uh, <laughs> He's like, fuck that. Two against one, bitches, I'ma beat y'all. Patrons can be heard screaming with one hard-fried woman yelling, stop it, stop oh my god as the repeated impact of the pipe can be heard in the background oh. one woman suffered a fractured skull and broken arms Woo, he beat the hell out of him the other a deep cut on the head uh, he's now being held in the Manhattan Detention Center and facing charges of felony assault criminal possession of a weapon what? and my thing is this what the hell are they going to be charged for and the thing is that well they were charged with menacing trespassing and disorderly conduct so they're probably going to get off much lighter than him. Because he got a felony. And my thing is this. No, he shouldn't have beat him like that. But y'all bitches jumped him over $50. You know what's funny, though? McIntosh began working there after getting out of prison on parole. So he's probably going there. And he's been convicted of manslaughter. See, that's why you don't fuck with minimum wage people. You, <laughs> yeah, don't, you know. don't know why they're that's making minimum wage. McDonald's like, fuck it. We need somebody here. We are not doing criminal background checks. And he just happens yes. to be charged for murder. So that's what you bitches get. I hate to be like that. You don't fuck with McDonald's. 
Oh God! What do you guys think about that, Jay Dan? What you think? Yeah, he needs to. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that. I mean, I don't understand how people treat people they don't know. Like you don't know what people are capable of. Yeah, that's that crazy. He, he may have had a stressful day. Like you, you don't know <laughs> well, what it was happened. Obviously stressful when those women jumped across the counter. Yeah, and threatened to beat his ass. What about you, Ashanti? What do you think? I was always taught early on with a customer service job that the best way to deal with customers is to show empathy. Put yourself in their shoes and nine times out of ten you get a really, really good outcome. Yes, you However, Let me tell you about customer service at McDonald's because I've worked there. Yeah, it's I was not easy. But go ahead and continue. <laughs> I was going to say with some McDonald's you don't get that because management a lot of times certain managers they don't do the the background check and mm-hmm. they'll hire you know any old body and that reflects poorly on the company not just management but the company and uh, it's like they, also, they get kicked fuck, from it fuck McDonald's training videos fuck those videos in the face why because I remember those training videos when I worked there when I was 15 and they cover everything except their ratchet ass customer base. Yeah, sure I can solve a problem with a customer who comes in polite and wants to work it out, but I can't solve a problem with a motherfucker who just got off work and working at the, I don't know, cleaning up the strip club after everybody gets done, and he has decided that he's punching a motherfucker in the face tonight. And there's really nothing I can do about that. They don't have that on the training video, man. Fuck those videos. That shit is misleading. I worked at McDonald's. I've had shit thrown at me. You know what I mean? I know how it goes. It's not, it is not, I'm just saying, the customers ain't the best, and neither are the staff. Because I'm working with criminals at 15, and criminals are being served. It's just nothing good. Ah! Nothing good goes on at McDonald's for five. I don't even, what was minimum wage then? 425, yeah. man? And, 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 that. and my, and, go, go ahead, babe, I'm sorry. Here's the kicker, though. My nephew applied to work at McDonald's uh, back in the spring. He's 20 now. But I was so shocked to find out they pay ten dollars an hour. Damn, word. Yeah, and you It'll get forty hours, of, and you get forty hours a week. Oh, you must have found the one good McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, the one McDonald's yeah. can't keep nobody. Don't believe that shit, people. Go yeah. to McDonald's if y'all want. That shit is bullshit. Yeah, they gonna hit you for below thirty hours so that you won't get um, so you won't get benefits. I guarantee that shit. And then they're also going to jerk you around on their schedule if you're like, yeah, you got to work at like 6 in the morning tomorrow, son. And then the other thing they're going to do is not train your ass right. I don't trust them fools. Yeah, and, and, my, and my thing is this. The whole situation could have been avoided if they would just let him mark with a pen. Yeah. Everything would have been was fine. Fake. And I, you know, I didn't know I the rest of this article. I think that shit was fake because they was like, we about to get caught. And they went around that corner and realized, oh shit, we should have set our asses where we were, and you wouldn't be in the hospital. So we went to Target this morning because we think it's much safer and better than Walmart, but apparently it might not be. A Maryland, a Maryland woman is out there stabbing people in the Target parking lot. Oh shit. A Maryland woman has been charged with attempted murder after allegedly stabbing a female shopper at Ledham Shopping Center Tuesday, uh, police reported. I know she was caught on tape. Target got cameras fucking everywhere. The woman, Antoinette Starks, 55, of Bowie, had been released oh, in recent months. 
she she been released <laughs> from psychiatric uh, a psychiatric facility oh. where she was held after stabbing two women at a Montgomery County mall. Yeah, she she clearly wasn't rehabilitated. So you know what? That that sounds like state funding being cut right there. That doesn't. Mm hmm. Yes, yeah, I promise you. Now she stabbed these people in 2005, so I guess you know the five years stabbing uh, (laughs) time it passed. Yeah, you know, because you know, because normally after five years, the stabbing urge just leaves you. You know how it is, fellas. Um, the Starks was arrested. The Starks was arrested about 9:45 a.m. Tuesday, shortly after she allegedly stabbed a 39-year-old woman who was loading purchases into a car in the parking lot of Target. Uh, when police arrived at the shopping center, they found the victim in the parking lot with multiple stab wounds. Starks was also in the parking lot holding knives. Oh, knives! Well, you don't need to call, uh, Horatio from CSI Miami for this one. Oh, I don't know if nobody else walk up on her. She, they, she stabbed him too. So, this broad is just running around wild, foaming at the mouth, with random knives, stabbing yeah, people. Yes. Like, like she's got a quota to fill or something. What? What in the hell? Okay. Well, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta, you get the stabbing urge, you get the itch, you gotta scratch. It. No, I mean, when people piss me off, I get stabby, but I won't stab you unless <laughs> I'm being threatened. Well, of okay. course, that's like, how that's like, supposed to work. Yes, in a normal person. But like mind. all crazy people, when the police showed up, she ignored demands to drop the knives. Uh oh. With police, which police said she had stolen earlier from a store nearby, probably Walmart. Maybe she just likes ah. Walmart over over um over Target. Yeah. She continued to walk through the parking lot. Police said officers used a taser to subdue Starks and took her into custody. Yes, the weapon of our choice because they could have shot her ass. And apparently, in 2005, she got reported. She got um. She got uh, involved. She was involved in the stabbing of two women, and reportedly chased shoppers with four butcher knives. Wow! She man, she, she need to be wow. banned from knives. Here's a quick story. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but apparently the American Cancer Society must have cured cancer. Yay! Yay! No. They must, but they must have because they refused five hundred thousand dollars of donations from atheists. Why? No, why? And this, no. this Obama's economy, you refusing money? Well, cancer must be done because why else would they turn down five hundred thousands of dollars just because these people are a secular charity funded by atheists? Money is well, money, dog. Well, here's a more an interesting point though. If you're an atheist, aren't you kind of a hypocrite for walking around with money on it that says "In God We Trust"? That's why they're giving it all away. You know, this that was like here you go, you can have it. We don't need this. I don't even trust in this money. But but I just I can't believe that they didn't accept it though. To be honest, man, because I didn't know the American Cancer Society was like a religious organization. I thought it was just a you know um, to play religion into it. Yeah, it seems kind of if these people need help, like you know solving the riddles of cancer and helping people who have it. We really would think that they would just hell last take, time I checked. Yeah, you would really think they would just take half a million dollars and be like, "Yeah, um, thank you. Uh, we don't care who this came from. It's not from you know evil and shit." Right. So I don't know. I was very that's disappointing. Um, here's a here's a uh, old Florida story. 
Uh-oh. This dude, a young man from Florida, remains Saturday in DuPage County Jail on $250,000 bail after he allegedly debarked from a passenger tra- train in Naperville with 45 pounds of marijuana hidden in his travel bags. Wow. How far he thought he was going to go? Um, well, he's 17 from Florida. Wow. And uh, he's going to get charged with a Class X felony. Well, damn, we're almost to see. <laughs> we done had A, B, and Y. Yeah, what is the Class B felony? Oh. I don't even know. Oh, Did he yeah, have to rape the weed? Click. Yes. <laughs> he <laughs> murdered the weed. Yes, he's bringing it on his dick. Oh, we don't know what else to do. You're X. <laughs> yeah, you're X. We don't know how to charge for that one. <laughs> anyway, man, that's just my old know how to pack it right. That's what you got to do, man. It's all about the packaging, man. Exactly. Um, Especially if you're on the train. Come on. Now, I don't know if you guys are very much into politics at all, but Sean Penn is very into politics. He's an actor and an activist. And he helps a lot of people and stuff. Say that again. I said the worst kind. Sorry. Oh, the actor slash activist. (laughs) Yeah, because some some of them overdo it that they just lose their point. But some, you know. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times what happens is they're not surrounded by people who can tell them to shut the fuck up because you're so rich and powerful and shit and, and occasionally I don't care who you are you need one person out of your crew who is willing to say hey, hey man hey calm the fuck down up. that's right so right. In, in usual going too hard fashion Sean Penn has urged President Barack Obama to visit the Occupy Wall Street protesters in New York and take action over their concerns wow thousands of demonstrators have taken <laughs> idiot he got a fucking country to run. First of all, the Occupy Wall Street people don't just have one concern. They have lots. Second of all, I don't know that they're solvable issues. Like, nope. And that's that's one of the issues that Obama is facing. That's yeah, right. There's no quick fix to the issues that Obama's facing, which is funny because, you know, as Americans, we want shit quick. We don't give a fuck right. about... You know, well, actually, what we need to do is salt, re, revamp education from the ground up so we can compete yes. with third world countries that are doing it better and cheaper than us. You know, no, fuck that, nigga. You need to give me some tax breaks. You know what? No, we go, no, fuck that, nigga. Don't give him that pass. Let him read these old textbooks. Yeah, yeah. But, um, we don't believe in science. No. And the Occupy, the Occupy Wall Street was beautiful about that movement and also frustrating to people who are against it or whatever. It doesn't have a spokesperson. That's right. It doesn't have a set list of uh, talking Man, points and priorities. That's right. Uh, you can come out there if you're angry about anything, pretty much. That's right. And that's that people yeah. going out to their kids and things during the day. They were taking them home at night and things like yeah, that. Yeah, and in Atlanta, they rejected John Lewis, who wanted to come speak, who's a civil rights activist. Um, he wanted to, and a politician, and he wanted to come speak, and they said no. And the reason they said no was simply because we don't want a spokesperson. We don't want a politician using this movement to further their own goals. And I think Obama should stay the fuck away because you don't walk into situations where you don't know what the outcome will be. You're the president. You can't afford to gamble on these people. You might go there and get booed and kick the fuck out. That's right. You know what I mean? You might go there and they tell you no, you cannot speak to us. That's right. We don't want you addressing our issues. So I would tell them to stay away. But a guy like Sean Penn can say that because he's just an actor and an activist. He doesn't have any voters that he's beholden to. No, is he, is he out there? That's my thing. Is, is he out there? I don't even know if he's out there. That's right. 
you know, there's no lobby for, there's no, like, it's just, it seems like a bad idea for any politician to even want to conservative or Republican yes. or liberal or Democrat Anybody. to go out there, man. You don't know these people. It's Any. not a bipartisan issue. It's just we're tired of being broke as hell issue. And right. just being raped by banks. Period. That's what that is. And they're angry and trust. Unless you're walking up in there with some answers, right. homie, don't go over there. Don't go over there. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? You know what it's like? It's like when you go to the club and there's that one chick that's real fine and cute and whatnot. But she's surrounded herself with the offensive line of the Green Bay Packers. And you know going over there to get her to dance with you or buy her a drink is also going to probably get you rejected and clowned in front of a bunch of people. Right. Don't go there, Obama. She ain't that pretty. She no. ain't that pretty, dog. Walk away. She ain't pretty enough. Yeah, um, alright. Just man, last so night, I, um, I uploaded video that someone sent me of uh, some protesters being arrested at a city bank in New York. And supposedly the issue was that people who had city bank accounts were closing their accounts in protest and they were getting arrested because of it. Now, I don't know how much validity there is to that because City Bank right, City Bank then came out with this statement saying, oh well we didn't tell the police to arrest them, we just called the police and the police told us to lock them inside it just sounded really, really weak but from the footage on the blog, it's it's on another blog that I have um, and that from that footage, it um, it just didn't match what they were saying. It looks worse than it is, and it's another issue that is kind of it's 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 going to elevate the Occupy Wall Street issue to levels that it shouldn't have gotten to in the first place. Yes, I agree, and also I think that um, for a lot of people on the Occupy, if you maybe it's just not Occupy Wall Street, there's ブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブーブ
about scaring some white people into doing shit, no, ever. Like, and, <laughs> like I told you before, he's the president of everybody, right. not just right. the black community. So, um, apparently there was a rally, um, a Sharpton rally, and Obama, uh, uh, I guess Obama was speaking there or something, and a dude at the rally called Obama a house nigger, a black oh, dude. Oh, no. Oh, no. A black dude. Wow. And it, it really was that, um, it, look, I like being right, but sometimes it's very disappointing to be right. Where it's like, really, 24 hours later this shit happens? This is what the fuck I was talking about, man. Like, this is black racism against him because he's black. Yes. Strictly because he is Strictly. a black president. That's right. And, and I, I really think that um, as much as people try to be like, well, look, black people are all in his corner, they're all in his pocket, and they just love him because he's black, and it, it doesn't matter what he does. No. Like, if that's true, then you have to admit there's some constituent, and I hate using the word some, but, you know, there's no other word we can use. But there is a group of black people that really want, they're never going to be happy with him because he's never going to be black enough for them. Yes, and, and the problem I have, too, is that you never see this with any other presidents. There are other presidents in the past. People like them and people don't. And the thing about it is that because he's a black president, all of a sudden they think that we as a collective people are going to support him. But no other group ever gets linked in where it's a collective group of people that are going to vote for him. And my thing is that that's very uh, insulting just for the fact that he works with everybody across the board. He's not just a black president. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I noticed that when I read it and I was like, you know, because I'm, I'm sure people are listening to yesterday's show and already being like, fuck you, Rod, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, black people love Obama and no, there's no all. backlash from it. But I think that there is some backlash in the black community. Yes. Uh, simply because there's a lot of people that went to the polls. They voted for Obama because he's black. And they really didn't hear a fucking thing that came out of his mouth. They were just like, he black though, dog. And then they just was like, why he, ain't, why he ain't being black and shit? Like they just turn on TV and expect him to be doing the, um, the fist bump with Michelle and brushing off his shoulders every day because that was the shit they voted for, but not the centrist, uh, moderate Democrat leanings that he had. And on top of that, it goes into, it goes, it's kind of a, a history thing. He fought a lot of people that voted for the first time that don't understand and they don't really know the political process. So they come in here going, I vote for you. I voted you in, nigga. Get me out of poverty. Make my life change. Get my ass a job. Educate me. Nigga, do this shit yourself. There's only so much she can do. We have to all work together. You can't be like Superman Obama come save my life. It don't work like that. Ashanti, you wanted to say something? I'm sorry. Um, I can't even wrap my head around now. It's so bothersome because you would think, you know, at this point, we, some of us would be above that. But I see that some still choose to take the easy route when it comes to um, thinking before speaking in terms of a person's race. Yeah. Um, but when you're talking about the leader of the free world, really? That's the best you can do? That's your argument? Right. Um, yeah. That is funny. He expects people to listen to him. So you were right. saying Obama's really? a house nigger. Can you explain? <laughs> right. What, what's your backup? I mean, 
can you can you refute that statement? What? What? I don't I don't know. I'm a part of me has given up on the weakest of minds when it comes to other black people because it's like they've gotten to a point where they want other people to think for them and yeah. then they'll just follow that like with the um, with the uh, Obama rally before he got elected like Karen was saying you know it brought a lot of new people into politics who were completely green to it all mm-hmm. and you know those are the same people who never voted before in their lives for anything not even mm-hmm. on the little like do you like me yes no maybe they never did that <laughs> so now they're just it's their I think they're more of a newer generation of what I like to call microwave babies they want everything now they don't want to you know think through things they don't want to work through things or wait results they want everything now and that's the problem and it's going to be a problem for a very long time unless there's some superhero out there <laughs> with a loud enough voice to let them know you're fucking it up for everybody else. Yeah, I think a lot of them just became disenchanted with the process because it's a process. Like, it, I really yeah. think a lot of them thought, I'm going to vote for the president and then he's going to come fix shit. And then it was like, so 2010 voted turn out of course plumbing it because it was an off cycle election for the president mm-hmm. so all of a sudden you know the same people that voted just because he's black don't go vote for their local elections and their local politicians their state politicians and now you got tea party people in the fucking congress and you're like how did that happen well you did you thought it was just vote for a black man in the end like you know I'm at, like one of the things that bothered me a lot on twitter was when um the the budget crisis was being handled and you know the uh the we were trying to raise the debt ceiling um which we have to do as a country and for the first time uh you know in forever uh republicans were like we ain't doing that shit dog fuck it we just ain't gonna we we're not paying these credit card bills so um you know and city banks gonna have to arrest us so so basically Uh they decided not to do that shit or you know they were pretending not to and I just remember so many people being like, the president just needs to come out here, give a forceful speech, and tell them what to do. And I was like, it doesn't work like that. No, it doesn't. Like that, that's like playing chicken with a fucking tractor trailer, and you're on a moped. If you don't have the power to back yourself up, you can't do it. It's not even a matter of, I can scare them into doing it. You literally can't do it. They have bills, too, and they're paid by different lobbyists. So it's just it's so much more complex than simply that. But what I believe happened is that a lot of people that were swayed to actually vote for Obama because he had that gift of gab and that ability to speak. Mm-hmm. They believe that he has that effect on everybody. That's really what I think. Yeah. They really think and that like, but why can't he just go talk to Congress and then they'll know? But um, anyway, man. Um, and also, uh, Jay Dan, I don't know. Do you even talk about politics? Because I mean, sports and politics is one of those things where like you almost aren't allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do sometimes. I mean, I work in politics, so, you know, I basically talk about it every day, just not public necessarily, but, you know, a little bit here and there on Twitter. Alright, well, I ain't trying to lose, you know, listeners to, or readers of your blog or whatnot. <laughs> you know, so I know how it goes. I have seen the AM radio station dial when politics comes up on Sports Station. It's not time. So, no, <laughs> but, 
But um, yeah, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. Oh, Karen, you want to say something? And, and my thing is this. Also, I think that for a lot of people, and I never realized this until I got older, a lot of people don't use critical thinking skills. Yeah. And I think that that's amazing that if they would just think critically, critically, they would analyze it in a proper manner. I think that this is something that's taught at the house, but once you kind of get older and get more educated, you, you, you'll start thinking and looking at things in a different manner and have a better understanding. And also, I think, like Roger said, it's such a separation between Congress and the Senate and the common person. There are a lot of millionaires and billionaires in Congress, but most of the people they represent are not in this demographic. So there, a lot of their agendas are not going to be the same from the beginning. And like I like uh, I said before, I think that a lot of people don't understand. And not only that, they won't go learn. They won't find out, which is also another downfall. Well, I think most people are stupid. And yes, they uh, are. To get it back to uh, to uh, Jay Dan real quick, she broke down what's wrong with the Eagles' defense on her on her blog. Yeah. Right. Yep. But I think you listen to most people talk about the Eagles. They can't get the fuck off of Michael Vick. It, as an Eagles fan, it's so fucking frustrating. It's like, yeah. I'm watching the game, bro. It's not just Vick going out there throwing picks and that's the end of the fucking discussion. Nope. We can't stop anyone. Nope. But, but, but she broke down exactly what is wrong with it. You know how the front seven doesn't communicate with the, with the, uh, the back four and, and shit like that. But, you know, I really feel like we serve a lot of people that are stupid and are able to critically think. Yes. So that's why you end up with these simple, simple ass, you know, quandaries and yes. people want simple solutions to complex issues. And it don't work like that. And on top of that, um, we're talking about that with the Panthers. Yes, Cam Newton is good, but you know what? If the defense can't stop Michael Turner, it don't matter what the fuck he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the black Panther. Like tomorrow, trust me, it'll be, he fucked up and threw an interception on the screen pass. Meanwhile, Michael, Michael Turner had his best rushing day. What? And was killing us. But anyway. And he, and he runs like he's run, always running through a brick wall. He runs hard. <laughs> like, that nigga's like running for his life all the time. It's like, like yeah, slavery is on the other yes. side. <laughs> of, on the line of scrimmage. Yes. He's like, no, don't go that way. That's back to segregation. I gotta get mine. Um, alright, man. So, this has been fun. I enjoyed talking to uh, all you ladies. Yes. Um, and, uh, we'll have to do this again sometime. But uh, first of all, let me uh, plug your site. Of course, there was the playerperspective.com where you can go. Tell them what they can find there, J-Dad. Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I guess the biggest thing to say is you can, you can find my commentary there. I mean, I talk about a lot of different things with regard to the NFL, but a lot of technical stuff, a lot of cultural stuff, a lot of trends in the NFL is pretty much what I cover. All right, cool. And, of course... Uh, we also had sports and booze. Oh, and also tell them your Twitter, please. Oh, I am NFL Good Witch. Spelled exactly how it sounds. Alright. And we also had sports and booze on, who apparently her first name is Ashanti. She told me that she normally goes by AC. And I thought she was making a sports joke. I thought she meant AC Green. <laughs> I was going to ask you. I was going to be like, because I still don't know what AC stands for for AC Green. And I was going to straight up ask her. Was she a forty-year-old virgin like AC claimed to be? I hope not. No, no. I still, I still think he was out there getting on them chicks though. Of course. But you can go to Sweet B, B like Valentine, 
sweetbeesonlinebakery.tumblr. And, of course, we'll have links to all of this in the uh, show notes. And you can go check yeah. her out. And uh, get if, you something sweet. If you don't know how to cook, a lot of that food sounds like it'll get you some sex. Yeah. And you should all go follow her on Twitter because she has her boobs in her avatar. Yeah. And you should follow NFL Good Witch. Who is also attractive, regardless of what haters be trying to say <laughs> on their blogs. That's a pretty picture of her. Yeah, don't believe that bullshit. Well, thank and you. Can, but you can follow her for her brain on sports and shit. And, and I, you can follow sports and boobs just for her boobs, cause well, she's smart, but I, she don't like she don't like uh, my man that goes and say a pop pop on community. So you know, <laughs> oh see, I don't I don't keep my boobs in my avatar though. It's that is actually a limited edition breast cancer awareness shirt that I'm wearing in my avatar. Normally, my face is there. Um, there, oh, okay. there was some issue with a well-known follower who uh, decided he uh, was going to subtweet about me, never showing my face. And, oh. yeah. And, um, I mean, why would you take issue with boobs? I don't understand. But, well, right-click save ass, fellas. Right, right, right. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, and they're fully clothed, unlike all the ones that are popping up now. I don't know what that's about. Got nothing to do with breast cancer. That's just crap. Oh, um, I do love those too, but go ahead. I, I do. It's just getting out of hand. I mean, really. Some of them don't look well, right. You're um, right. Boobs do look better in the hand. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, just want people to know I do show my face. I mean, I just now it kind of correlates with the name and the site and everything but I do show my face yeah and I'm just joking guys she is smart witty and funny and you yes, guys you can follow her for her brain as well it was, that was just a joke even though she is hating on my man uh I can't remember his name on community right now you just call him Pop 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 that's it, that's it. <laughs> hey on the last I, I, they made a joke um two shows ago and I immediately thought of you <laughs> Because he did the pop pop punchline, and the guy who used to play Omar on the Wire, yeah. uh, he's now a uh, professor yeah, at the yeah. community college, and yeah, he turned to him. Yes, and he turned to him in the middle of everybody laughing and said, "You know they're laughing at you, right?" right? <laughs> and, and and that dude's name is like magnetized or something, and he just his face was so sad, Aww. and I was like, you know what, Ashanti would love that, but anyway. <laughs> now, um, <laughs> Everybody, of course, go to theblackouttips.com. You know, of course, you can donate to the show. Buy cool shit with our logo on it. Um, we appreciate people that do that and support the show. Uh, don't forget, join our Facebook group. Leave us five-star reviews on iTunes. We read each and every one of them, regardless of content. Uh, we're on Stitcher Radio and Podomatic. Um, tell a friend about the show. Retweet our stuff. We appreciate all that. Um, call the show on um, Saturday morning, 704-557-0186. Email show email the show the blackout who tips uh, at gmail dot com and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm say that again. That is in D A T. And this podcast is brought to you by Shadow Dog Productions on iTunes. Make sure you pick up Alexa Yeen's uh, greatest hits uh, and Lindsay Kilgore's greatest hits uh, on iTunes at nine ninety nine each, or you can buy one track at a time for a buck. So, um, until next time, I guess we'll do this again Thursday. Yes, we will. All right. Love you. You too. The forecast showers heavy at times with occasional thunderstorms today and a high of 89 degrees. Partial clearing tonight with a low of 74. Let me zone.
monstrous. But if you want to battle, I'm down. If you got nine lives, I'll take eight of them off your hands right now. Step up and get your neck cut from ear to ear. If you survive, then you can cover your skull with a bed. I'm the illest from Queens to the New Jerusalem critics. Anyone who ain't feeling my shit, it can suck my dick. You need to quit it if you ain't spitting. More than 50 bars per minute, cause you ain't a lyrical fitness. Kicking ball and rats with metaphors. It's whack. All of your motherfuckers need to ignore the track to get you weighed up. Fucking with cannabis to get ate up. Beat down and sprayed up just for bringing my name up. But rocking longer than niggas twice my age. Back in the days before Bob Marley was rocking the fade. Before Honest Abe signed the paper that freed slaves. Before the end. The thaws was drawing on walls and caves. I existed in the garden of Eden, getting lifted, sticking dick to Eve before she was Adam's mistress. Before Christ created Christmas, I've been in liberty.